Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo, everybody. Welcome to episode 22 of the Sacred Icon Halo podcast and show where we talk all things Halo because we love Halo. If you're seeing this on video for the first time, we're here. Hi. Hi. We're animated. If not, that's coming soon. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Jovial Joshi, and join with me is my buddy, my pal, my friend, and the biggest Halo fan I know, Brian. Brian, what's up, man? What an honor, Josh. Uh, For you guys watching this video, I hope you're watching this video. If you're not, it means we just put out the audio because the video didn't work, but all morning we have been struggling very, very hard to get this to work. We have put in at least two full hours of technical difficulties Shout just to get you guys this video. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then as soon as we started it, the dog started barking and <laughs> everything you can imagine has went wrong. So if you get this video and it's relatively quality, it is by the sheer grace of God. This Bro, we're, on, we're on legendary mode right now. This is straight legendary. I it, it, Actually, legendary is easier than getting video. <laughs> um, is it like Halo 2 legendary? Oh, yeah. Because when you die, I die also. Oh man! So that's actually that's the perfect. only one that's done that, right? It is Halo Two okay. Legendary is BS. You got freaking Jacker Jackal Sniper. Here we are, Jackal Sniper. Sacred icon <laughs> Halo. <laughs> Jackal snipers that have pinpoint accuracy from a thousand miles away. Um, but anyways, to get this back on topic and to hopefully lighten those spirits, Josh, hit me up with the sound of the Prophet of Truth doing yoga for the first time. Uh, what's one line he says in the? Give me one line in that line he says in the. Like, you were all vermin. And he's doing yoga. Yep. Let's see if I can. Oh, I'm gonna do a downward facing dog. Oh, because you are vermin. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> that's so bad. Well, it's his first time doing yoga. So. You know what? That felt really good, though. Like, it didn't come out good, but yeah. I f- my body feels better. You know? Yeah. Uh, I would do, like, a somersault, and I'd be like, I'd just somersault through the room and be like, your surface will burn until it's blood glass. <laughs> <laughs> what would he sound like? Give me, give me an impression of what he would sound like trying to, like, sell a membership. Um, Let's see. Uh, what, What's his... Um, your Windex may clean the window, but not properly. With this new OxyClean cleaner, 
you will be able to see clearer than you would with your own two eyes. He doesn't sound like that at all. He also got kind of Australian there at the end. Shout out to our new sponsor. <laughs> Truth is like, Corgis. Corgis, is that the Master Chief again? Foiling my pants? <laughs> so when OxyClean is like, yeah, man, we're in there. Dude, you know what? To top off how crappy this is, we had like a, before we started this, we we, we had like a 10 second video uh, recording that we quit. It popped up on the screen while you were doing your impression with fail to generate recording. <laughs> <laughs> I really that hope that entire impression failed to generate. I hope oh, so too, man. I, uh, we'll I hope see. So too, we'll see. You'll all be hearing this if it worked. Uh, it should work. I hope. Well, who knows? Um, but anyways, Josh. You know, here's the thing, though. Can I tell you about my dream? Go ahead first. I want to hear about this dream, man. Okay, so Brian hits me up recently. Tells me he's had a dream, a Halo dream. Just and mine was just a week ago, yeah. right before our recording. So a week later, be, Brian happens like to have his. Almost. It is. So I want to hear it, man. Walk me through this. So unintentionally, I had a dream last night about uh, late night terrace from late night gaming. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I went to his house, and he has a giant acreage with like nine properties, like nine individual houses. What? He's like the richest person I've ever met. <laughs> and YouTube money, man. Nice. Yeah. Oh, it's more than YouTube money. He must yeah. have some like freaking sponsorships with the NFL. I don't know, but. <laughs> I go to his house, and so he's got this giant, like, he's just got huge acreage with all these mansions. Okay. And he takes me to, to his house number eight. I remember because we have to get in a golf cart to travel over to house number eight because he's got so much land. House number eight? What is yeah. this, a Skywalker Ranch or something? I guess. And uh, <laughs> he takes me into his house, and despite him living in mansions and being rich, every television in his house is a CRT television from <laughs> Tube TV. <laughs> what? He has no HDTVs in the whole house. I don't know. I think what it is, like, if I had to guess, is that if you see, if you, like, if you know about much about late night gaming, he's very particular about the technical stuff of Halo. Mm -hmm. So I just envision my brain, like, taking that information and, like, making up this, like, idea that he only plays Halo on CRT TVs because it's, like, the truest vision of playing Halo, even if he plays, like, current Halos that are <laughs> That's <HD>. very cool. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, we, we go to play co-op, and I forgot my controller, um, but luckily he has an extra and we sit down to play uh, Halo Cooperative on a 13 inch tube TV and um, he critiques my skill and then I'm like I'm like dude I've been playing Halo just as long as you and he's like I'm almost 40 and I'm like <laughs> I'm like what? I'm like dude you do not, there's no way he's like yeah I'm 39 years old and I'm like Dude, I thought you were like 25. You don't look that old at all. And he's like, I'm 40. My dream's over. <laughs> you just wake up after that? That's it. <laughs> That's the dream. Me and 40-year-old late-night gaming playing <laughs> Halo Cooperative <laughs> on his mansion property with tube TVs. Oh, it's hilarious. The age reveal. Why did our dreams, both of ours, end so abruptly? Yours is like, I'm 40. And then mine's like... What is it? <laughs> you know what I think... Well, for me, I think my what brain couldn't think? my brain couldn't compute him being forty, so it just shut off. Yeah, it's like there's <laughs> a part of my brain that when I heard the letting the covenant know we're here, and they just jump off running, exchanging fire with the banshee. That like my my there was a part of me that was just like, yeah, I'm I'm saving and quitting. I'm, I'm this is not working. My hope you know? is that one day we have one of those dreams where you and I both have the same dream and we're in it together separately. That'd be, That'd be trippy. We'd but be, I'd be pretty scared yeah. at the same like, time. I, I, I'll be Master Chief. You'd be Arbiter. Oh, player two, huh? It's like Halo three. Yeah, yeah. Because no, I that's true. Me. In any case, in any, in any likely case, I, I would always, I would always let you play as Chief. 
I always thought it was uncool to play as Arbiter in Halo 3, but then now I think it's really cool. Dude, it's funny because I think I said this on an earlier episode, but like when I, you know, I didn't, wasn't vibing with the whole cheap thing in Halo 2. But then by the time like 2007 rolled around and Halo 3 was about to come out, like I was fully on board with Arbiter. Like really liked him. I was like, cool, they're going to be together, not branched. You know, there's not going to be a split story now. They're just together through the whole campaign. So, and then they integrated the way they, the way they did it with co-op was super cool too. But, uh, yeah, amazing Josh, if, dream. If this, if this recording doesn't work, like if let's say let's say the audio doesn't even work, mm-hmm. and we don't get this episode out, and we record for two and a half hours, and it's it's completely wasted. When are you going to be in the mood to record another one? And this is for the fans to hear. <laughs> they can hear this. Because I don't think I can do it today. If it's I couldn't do it today. No. Because I'd probably spend the rest of it screaming in the other we room. Just, we just skip till Wednesday? Just uh, wait till yeah, Wednesday probably. and try again? <laughs> probably. But, uh, That's fair. You know what? The the wholesome, pure pure guy in me is just like, well, at least I got to record with my friend and hang out. <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> not, not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Think think if this all goes smoothly and this is up on YouTube and people really take kindly to this and they're like, wow, I love seeing you guys on YouTube and I love watching you guys. Then we're going to have – it's going to be like like uh, like to the Twitter, we're going to be like, oh, sweet, yeah. And then behind the scenes, I'm going to be like, how are we oh, going to do this every week, Josh? This doesn't oh God. work. My God. All right, Josh, take us into the, what we got oh. to start, start here. Oh, man. Well, I got to tell you, I just came from C2E2 in Chicago yesterday. That was cool, man. I want to rant about that a little. Now, do you want me to just mostly talk about the Halo aspect, or do you want me to, you know, are Dude, you fine? talk about whatever you want, man. All right, man. I will save the Halo part. <clears throat> Pardon me for last. Uh, dude, it was really cool to do it it's in a way. It's Comic-Con I, he's talking about. Case yeah. C2E2 is. Right. It's, it's a Comic-Con convention, basically. And uh, so it's still going on. If you're listening to this on a Saturday, guys, it's it's going on now. It's uh, going on tomorrow. So we went on sort of their least busy day, but it was still incredibly busy. But Brian, it was so surreal too. It was almost like a full circle thing because when we had gone nine years, years ago. ago, yeah, nine years ago, I really it's see not my the same hair. venue, is it? When I we say that, I really see the gray hair. Yeah. Um, no, it's not the same venue, but uh, no, that was actually Wizard World, Wizard World Comic Con. This is a whole mm-hmm. different like brand or whatever. I don't know, but uh, it, it felt surreal because it's like. You drove us, I remember, and I just remember thinking, like, I don't know my way from here to there, and then the parking, just all the, all that stuff. It was just you just had it. I didn't have to think about it. Now you're the same. Guy. Went for them. I was in that position now, and I did all the, I, I you know, reserve the parking. I did the driving, and I mean, they helped out with gas and all that kind of stuff. But I just mean in terms of just getting there and back. I mean, it was just surreal, and it was actually in Chicago. Like we were right outside. Uh, the, the Chicago Bears Stadium. I'm totally blank. Soldier Field. Uh, mm. So that was crazy. Sports like, ball. <laughs> sports ball. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like if Jordan and Kirstie are listening to this, they're going to be like, oh, my God, Brian. <laughs> Football. <laughs> so, you know, it's great. Fan. How about them Chiefs? What's up, man? <laughs> you know, it's great, Josh. You're frozen right now. Am I frozen but right now? you have now? the most genuine smile known to man. That's so wholesome. I hope it stays that way the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me talking to my cardboard, cardboard cutout of Josh. <laughs> Dude, you're making, seriously making the most genuine face I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> this is great. 
I love it. Oh, I dude. love it. It's like a, it's like a, you know, we'll be back experiencing technical difficulties, and that's just my frozen face. It's like, it's like on a Twitch screen, like when this person goes offline. That's just a picture. It's just dude, that image of I, this. Is seriously the best. You couldn't have took this picture. <laughs> watch this on youtube <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're laughing but you can't see that you're laughing it's just you're smiling. Just gonna make it so funny. <laughs> uh, am i still here for you yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, this is ridiculous oh, oh my this, god this oh, is probably man. just gonna be audio i really oh. doubt we're gonna show this <laughs> you know what if not though that part needs to go up that part needs to yeah we'll just, we'll just we'll, we'll make this a clip for the twitter <laughs> and we'll talk about put up the uh, hashtag we, we need we need to shout out to the twitter and fans and whatnot and see oh. if they can help us find a good way to to get video because yeah this ain't it bro this ain't oh, it. oh i got tears in my eyes yeah right, so continue no it was, okay, it was very it Perfect. was very cool back like a butt crack can you see how my eyes are like yeah. from crying uh yeah no it was really really cool um it was a crazy long line with security and everything like that and especially like like i was I got a little paranoid beforehand because the whole uh, did I freeze again? No, but I'm still thinking about it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the whole uh, so genuine. The whole coronavirus thing, and like I was oh, a yeah. little like little worried. I was almost kind of like ah, maybe we shouldn't go, but went out there. Everything was fine, thankfully. But uh, yeah, it was just crazy. I remember as soon as I got in there, it was much bigger than the one we went cute. to. It's massive, and like. Even the picture couldn't do it justice, and so I had sensory overload. And right away, I was like, "Let's just let's just walk, and we'll just kind of almost like window shop." Like we really, for the first like hour, pretty much just tried to see as much as we could as possible, as yeah. opposed to just like, "Oh, I want to look here for a half hour or whatever." And uh, <clears throat> Xavier got to meet Ray Chase, who voiced uh, Noctis from Final Fantasy Fifteen, which was very cool. We met him right away. Um, and uh, there was actually a Barbara Dunkelman who does uh, – she's a part of Reverse Blue, which is very cool. And she also is on a popular show, I think, that they do called Ruby. So she was there. I saw her from afar, and I was just like, wow. I fell in love about every two seconds. That's what you did nine years ago when we went to Comic-Con. Yeah. So not Alicia Day, time. man. She was your, your main squeeze. Yeah, and then, then one time I tweeted her, and she liked my tweet, and I still have not forgotten out. that. Yeah. <clears throat> But uh, uh, moving on, it was overall, it was very, very, very cool experience. There was some Halo merch and stuff like that, but not too, too much. Like, I remember seeing the helmets. I remember seeing uh, some energy swords. Uh, but I was kind of hoping to see more, but I'm didn't, surprised didn't you saw anything, too much. To be but yeah, I thought I saw so too. I actually wasn't expecting uh, Xavier to see too much um, Final Fantasy stuff, but they actually had a pretty good amount of that. So, all in all, that was really cool. But the, the, the thing that was awesome, but it was also kind of like, in another sense, the worst part was like, uh, I was helping Xavier find this AEW stuff, um, all elite wrestling. And, uh, I was helping him find some gear and like, we had to go way back to the entrance to find this one, like goodie bag. And it was just free. So we go back and we grab it. And as we're coming back to meet up with, um, Irwin and Jeff, I see a dude standing there in Mjolnir armor. And I'm like, <gasps> You know, and I'm like, Xavier, I got to get a picture with this guy. This is so cool. So I go up, and this is the part where it's a little, like, I'm a little iffy on. I go up, and I ask the guy politely. I'm like, I'm like, dude, your costume's awesome. Is there any chance I can get a picture with you? 
And he looks over at this, I don't know if it's his agent or like his buddy or what, but he looks over at this dude and just kind of eyes him like in the same way that you would look at somebody who like, like maybe if you, if you're, if you're sitting there with, you know, your wife, Erica, and you guys are having a conversation and somebody walks in and maybe interrupts and just starts talking and you two just have that communicative look in your eyes. Like that's what he had. And I, it made me feel terrible. And I was like, you, you know, I was I was like, you can say, I'm thinking like, you can say no, man. Like, it's not going to bother me. But he looked at him and he was like, yeah, okay. And then, uh, then I get the picture and I'm like, mind if I put my arm, you know, around you? And he was like, yeah. And then, uh, then I got the picture and everything, uh, everything. And then I told him, uh, you know, I was like, thank you. Sorry about that. But, uh, dude, I gonna lie. Like if, if, if you're listening to the show, dude, uh, whether it's now or another point, I'm sure, man, you totally, maybe you were charging for that stuff. And maybe I was someone who got a, away with that at the moment for free or <clears throat> something Very was going cool. on, you know? It, it, yeah, dude, it was so cool. His gear looked awesome. Um, but I can't deny I wanted to shove that MA5B right up his ass. Like I was, I was a little, little perturbed, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, he was, he was still cool at the same time. And like I said, you know what, from his perspective, he, he probably had something going on. So, I mean, it's, it's wasn't a, wasn't a, <clears throat> a mood killer. I just, I felt kind of bad. Yeah. So no, I get that. But, uh, but also with everything going on too, I was like, I wanted to get more pictures with people and I didn't, but I also, the reason I didn't was because I didn't want to like make anyone uncomfortable with the whole, like they were definitely like, there was no handshaking, no anything like that with the coronavirus stuff. You know what I mean? So there was like, no, not a whole lot of that. So, oh, okay. <clears throat> pardon me. I could definitely, I definitely got the impression that like, you know, it's going into it. Like that's something I should be wary of, but uh, dude, I saw uh, David Yost who played the blue Ranger from power Rangers. I stood like several feet away from him, which was just surreal to me. Um, it was, just, it was just it was just so cool such a cool time uh really, very cool for halo stuff and lastly the the halo tournament that was there uh yeah I saw they that. had a cool. they had a gaming zone area they, like they had a whole arcade area they had this area where you could just go pick up like board games like D or you could pick up any type of like tabletop games and just sit there and play with friends and stuff it was almost like a little lending library and uh right off to the side was where they were playing halo 3 and they were on Xbox 360 consoles playing it, and they were on. I think at the time it was the map Guardian, which I love that map. We never, we haven't really talked about that or or yeah, maps really too too much on the show, but I love Guardian. It's such a like a lockout, you know, next lockout or whatever. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it was it was super cool. There was only a couple people playing at the time, and we had gotten there like an hour into the show, so it must have started like pretty quickly. But man, overall that was so cool. I, I miss being there, but I was also like super excited to tell you about it too. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I had such a great time when we went to Comic-Con back in 2011, so I can only imagine. It looked like a lot of fun from the... Yeah, picture. there was also was, this was, guy... Was it, better? was it better than the one we went to? It, kind of it was. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely was. But you know what? Like, like I'll, I'll say this. Like, we met... I got to meet way more celebrities and stuff like that at the one we went to, mm. you and I, with Justin. Well, did you but, go to any panels? Like, we went to one when... Nah, they were all happening, like, a lot later on at least the ones i was interested in like they had they had an advanced uh release of the rise of skywalker novelization i could have bought that but i thought i want it but i'm, not, I'm probably not gonna read it. i'll listen to the audiobook so hmm. um they, and they had they had like a panel for that later on but we were gone by then because we had to make a long trip home and driving from chicago and that that was like bumper to bumper traffic and stuff like that it was crazy yep. but uh dude it was it was super fun there was a guy cosplaying as rick flair 
And every time people walk by him, like, I don't know if you know him at all, but his shtick is where he'll go, woo! So I I saw him, like, several times. Every time I walked by that dude, I went, woo! And then he'd go, woo! And then there'd be somebody else in the distance going, woo! And it was just this constant stream of woos going on. That's it was, funny. I didn't know it about great. it. I don't know about yeah. it. Yeah. So. It was great. So, so great. I was hoping to see, like, a Cortana cosplay or, like, maybe some other stuff. But I'm sure... I'm sure that's more at like packs and stuff like that's going on right now too. Yeah. You probably see more of that stuff. So, but overall, awesome experience, and uh, it was also Jeff's birthday, so that was that was great to kind of. The other guys have fun too. Oh, they, they loved it. It was great. I I was the only one who actually didn't come home with anything, and <laughs> and in typical nature of myself to to tease myself a little bit, I I my my treat was just getting to see them have fun. It was cool for Xavier to meet. You know, someone from Final Fantasy. Uh, Irwin was there for like Critical Role stuff, which was very cool. Um, and he got a lot of merchandise from that. And then Jeff was there. He got some merchandise of stuff he wanted. Uh, and it was his birthday. So overall, great experience. Great, great experience. But uh, yeah, you want to talk some more Halo stuff specifically? Because I'm ready to get into some heavy news. Uh, we have well, had a lot over the past week. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me is like the second we got done recording last week's episode, they showed off all the, the new Halo toys at the New York Toy Fair or whatever, um, which luckily it's not too big a news that like we missed out on covering that right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, a couple things to be noted, what they showed off. Um, well, do you want to do you want to plug the. Uh, yeah, Twitter absolutely. User? I was going to say this was uh, this was posted on February 22nd, which was. Uh, yeah, last Saturday. So just to just to back it up a bit, Brian and I ended up after recording. We ended up getting on Halo Five to play with uh, my cousin Justin and his brother Creighton. <clears throat> Pardon me. And uh, as that's happening, this stuff just starts filling out. And uh, it was from let's see, people on Twitter are the legendary one one seven and Miss Legendary one one seven. They got very uh, cool people. They got married. Beaks, Halo, very Halo cool wedding. people. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they got some sneak peeks at this, so yeah, pass it over to you, Brian, if you want to cover that. Um, well, a couple things to note: they had the characters well, confirmed. They had a, a, an action figure for well, I don't want to call it an action figure. It's like a what do you call it? Like a, it's a big, nice quality model of a character. I guess I'm just going to call model. it. I'm going to call it an action model. figure, but that's not really fair. Um, they had one of Cat who died in Halo Reach, so we know for a fact based off that that they're not. This is these this new Halo line of toys is not exclusively from Infinite, even though they're all marketed Infinite, uh, because there's no way the, the the chances of Cat being brought back to life for Halo Infinite is so minimal. We can we can guarantee. That, yeah, we saw uh, her die. It's not like she fell off a building. No. Was, yeah, we saw a needler from a needle rifle go through her head. Um, but they also had what appeared to be a Carter mask for like cosplaying, like from Reach as well. Um, so that goes to further confirm that. Um, but then we got some, we got like a new design for a grunt, which looked like it was kind of a mix between a 343 styled grunt and a bungee grunt. Very cool. Same thing for an elite. We got a golden elite with an energy sword that seems to have kind of a, a combined um, 343 halo or 343 and bungee style going on. So they're doing a very cool job of, of kind of melding together. Uh, the 343 art style and the bungee style to create this really cool new style. I, I really liked it personally. We saw some cool Master Chief figures, um, a Warthog that looked really cool. Mm-hmm. I think the Warthog's the best it's looked since, and it's never looked bad in my opinion. I'd say it's the best it's looked since Halo 3. 
for me personally. Um, they had a really cool, don't know the price yet, but it's probably ridiculously expensive, uh, Master Chief helmet with working like yeah, helmet lights that you can wear. Um, I can't imagine what that's going to cost. Um, uh, they showed off a jackal, which is now making its rounds on Twitter as a joke. Uh, the, the way the jackal looks, everyone started to name him Chuck the Jackal. Uh, he's starting to make his, his – he's got a meme account now on Twitter. But, uh, yeah, really it gave us our first little insight to what things might look like in Halo Infinite. What I think is interesting is they've shown a bunch of Covenant again. And they've also showed like a di- like a Mega Bloks diorama where it looks like Chiefs fighting a bunch of Covenant. So I feel like it's pretty safe yeah. to assume we're going to be fighting Covenant again. But there were several different figures that were in a box that were supposed to be packaged with another figure. And where that other figure went, it had a little card that said villain to be determined, which means the villain villain figures, they're not ready to show yet. Which means Ooh, it could either be, juicy. It could either be a Promethean that we haven't seen. It could either be a Covenant that they just don't want to reveal yet, or it could be an entirely new enemy. It could be the Didact again. It could be uh, banished from Halo Wars, like Atriox or something. Who knows? could be anything. But, uh, yeah, we saw a good good bunch of stuff there, though I think they did a good job of making it so we couldn't garner really any serious details about Infinite from what we saw. We also saw an action figure of the pilot, which was really cool. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a... Uh, you can mention the Promethean stuff. Like, that's a big takeaway from that, isn't it? That there's no Promethean figures. You see some Covenant, you see UNSC, but you don't see Covenant. Yeah. Or, I'm yeah, sorry, you don't see Promethean, I'm sorry. Promethean, yeah. We, and we did see some new Marines, too, which looked very cool. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. cool Marines. It kind of looked like... It looked like it was what we saw in the Infinite trailer from 2018, but it also kind of looked like the Marines from Halo Wars to me. So, yeah, what do you uh, think about that, Brian, though, not seeing Prometheans? What's Just what's your take on that? Okay, here... This, I'm just going to put it this way. I love 343 and i really enjoy halo 4 and 5 but i've personally never never cared for the prometheans so if i was going to have a selfish desire i don't want the prometheans to have any presence in infinite that's not me being a hater because if infinite comes out and there's prometheans all over the place just like 4 and 5 that's not going to make me upset and i'm still going to have a great time i mean i had a great time with 4 and 5 but if I'm just going to be selfishly honest, dude, I just never thought they were that. I mean, I thought they were much better in four than five, which I know Josh completely disagrees with me on, and I think that's fair. I'm probably in the minority. I thought they were a lot more. I'm fun sure in, plenty of people in, agree with you, man. I know some do, but uh, I thought they were a lot more fun in Halo Four. Um, but I would honestly just prefer to not not have to deal with them. I like the Covenant. The Covenant are fun, so I'd just rather have just the Covenant again. I know I'm boring, and I know there's plenty of people out there who are like not boring, Brian. What's that? I said you're not born, Brian. I, I Well, there's a lot of people out there who are like, why are we still fighting the Covenant? And that's fair, because it should have ended a long time ago, story-wise. But I just love fighting. You don't, you don't have to call them the Covenant. You can call them the Banished. You can call them something else. I just like fighting those different alien species. Yeah, I think Gears the sandbox works the great thing, with them. more or less. So the so. Swarm is pretty much the Locust and stuff like yeah. that. So, I mean, it's... I exactly. get it. I agree with you on that. I Take away from me, personally, is just that, like, if... You know, I think the first thought is... Are Prometheans even going to be a part of this game? I'm sure they are. Well, some people, I, I did a poll on my personal Twitter, not the Sacred Icon Halo Twitter, on whether people think Prometheans will be there or not. And far and away, people think Prometheans will be there. So I I think it's I safe know. to assume they will, but I think I'm sure a lot has gone into working, reworking them and stuff like that. Because for Halo 5, it was they had it on a board, make the Prometheans fun to fight. You know, I'll tell you so what, I want. here's what I would want. If the Prometheans have to be there, I want them to handle, and you don't know this, Josh, because you haven't played it. I want them to handle the Prometheans the exact same way the Coalition handled the DBs 
in Gears of War. So in Gears of War 4, you fight the DBs a lot for the first two acts, and then you pretty much don't fight them at all again for the rest of the game. You fight the Hive, which is basically the Locust. But in Gears 5... Isn't it the What's that? Is, aren't they called the Swarm? Oh, what did I say? The, oh, I'm The Hive. The Swarm. Oh, well, you might be right. I actually, no, it's the Swarm. I played it's Gears the swarm. 5, so... Yeah, this is a swarm. But in Gears 5, since they knew people didn't enjoy the DBs, they reworked the DBs to be corrupt. Like in 5, every now and then you'll fight some DBs that are corrupted by the swarm. So they play much more organically, and they've got like mutations, and they're actually kind of fun. So if they were going to keep the Prometheans, I would like them to kind of rework them like you said, and then make them in the campaign less. Like make the Prometheans there maybe 2 8 star, 2 2 like One just a small time. part of yeah, it, small right? part. Just oh, hey, they're still here, but they're not really the main focus. Yeah, I get that would be better, I think. But I get that. That's no, pretty I, much I, for I, the I, toy fair. What else? Do you have anything to say on that, John? Yeah, uh, just a little bit more on that. So the next day we had uh, just a picture I thought was cool. Uh, former WWE and current AEW wrestler Cody Rhodes uh, had a picture of him posing with the Master Chief helmet. Okay. Now so, uh, I think it was cool because the actual AEW Twitter posted that, and I I could be wrong, but I didn't see any other wrestlers posing with any other toys. Now, they were there, too. Uh, the main reason was to promote their figurines, but, I mean, just outside of their own brand. He must be a fan. Yeah, he must be a fan. So I thought that was so cool. So, so cool. Uh, but the following day, um, the Wicked Cool Toys Twitter. I love that they're called Wicked Cool Toys. It's like, it's like uh, what was it? Ben Affleck or something like, or Matt Damon, maybe? It was like, w- Wicked Smart. So every time I read this, I'm like, mm. Wicked Cool. <laughs> uh they had a tweet of three photos, which I think Brian mentioned already, but it was of Chief uh, and a, a yellow elite and an orange grunt with a caption that said, bring the Halo universe to life with our new true scale world of line of action figures. UNSC Spartans and Marines face off against the forces of an alien alliance in the new four inch figure AC scale. Alien alliance. That's the yeah. thing I was going to bring up, too. Go ahead. They don't say covenant. They don't say banished and alien alliance. They show the covenant, but they refer. To, they show the the alien species of the covenant, but they refer to it as an alien alliance. That could mean anything, dude. That could be. Yeah, the, there's so much be, speculation yeah. to take away from that. That little bit. That's that's what's cool about all this coming out is like when you see the toys, like you said, Brian. You know, you got some of them that just. Uh, this isn't specifically a Halo Infinite line of toys. This is just a new launch of Halo merchandise, more or less, right? But yeah. there's so many, there's a couple of different things that you can really take from that and kind of pick, just like the, uh, I think the boat from the Mega Constructs, you know, from yeah. that we covered the in the last episode. The like, boat, yeah. yeah, I mean, that just seems, there's, yeah, there's so a couple. You, you guys that don't know, the, the Mega Constructs uh, Warthog that's coming out, you can, they offer a rebuild plan, which means, if you want to build something else out of those parts instead of the Warthog, you can turn it into a boat. And what's interesting about that is the the boat resembles a old concept design from Marcus Leto from Bungie, who worked on the old Halos. He actually had a concept design for a boat in Halo. So there seems to be a very good possibility that there could be a boat, uh, a drivable boat in Halo Infinite. But then again, it could just be... I mean, I, people say, like, it doesn't... Like, why would that make any sense? But I think it makes sense because if you're, like, on the Halo ring on foot and you don't have a ship, a pelican or anything, and you need to cross a vast swath of water, like, kind of makes sense to have a boat, I think. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I mean, I imagine mean, on, what, what was that level in Halo 2? Was it, uh, oh my God, it's the one when you're on the, the Halo ring, I'm forgetting it. Oh, Delta Halo? Where there's yeah, a gondola? It's the, it's the mission, yeah, it's the gondola. Imagine yeah. instead of the gondola that you're, 
that you're in a boat and you're just having to go yeah. over to something I mean, like that. You know I don't need I mean? a like, boat, but I don't mind a boat. It would effectively work more or less as a warthog still, you know? Yeah. So Maybe the warthog will transform into the boat and then you go right into the water. <laughs> you press a button. Hey, you know what? With all that advanced tech, you never know. They could have something like could that. Could be. But yeah, exactly. There's speculation to take away from that stuff. It's so cool. So cool. And also, dude, that's actually really neat for, for merch. With you being the bigger Halo fan of the two of us but by far, and I mean that as a huge compliment, is is this stuff pretty excite you merchandise wise just to to see all this stuff? Yeah, it, it it excites me. It gives me something something else to talk about in regards to Infinite while we're waiting for some real news. I think I think I'm of the I'm in that camp where if I just had money to blow all the time, I'd buy all this. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, I just buy it. All. I just literally buy one of each, and I would collect it. But knowing I don't have, I knowing that I have finite amounts of money. Most of this stuff I'll probably never buy. It's not because I'm disinterested. It's not because it's not cool. It's because you know we have limited resources. Plus, this is the year the Xbox Series X comes out. I want to make sure I have a, co- uh, a system and a copy of Halo Infinite. You know that's more important to me. So I probably won't buy any of this, but I would. I really like to. I did actually just add something to my Halo collection though, uh, because I saw it at Best Buy for twenty five dollars, and I managed to convince my wife to let me get it. I got it right here. Let me show it to you here. I can show it well. Oh, that's that's adorable. It's a for you that can't see. It's a Master Chief statue that holds your Xbox controller. I've been seeing those pop up a lot lately. Yeah, it can't. Is- it comes with a cable to charge it. But what I didn't realize is I thought like Master Chief would actually charge it when he holds the controller. That's not the case. It just comes with a cord for you to have a cord like have it hanging out of the controller and charge from the Xbox. Which isn't as nice, but it's a really it's a really quality little statue for the price. Yeah, it looks like it. But yeah, no, that's definitely cool. I I meant to tell you when when I was there at Comic Con, I almost I was short on funds, but I almost bought you. There was this uh this group of people that had were making their own kind of like pint glasses, and they had it was just clear, but they would have images sort of like lasered on there, and they had one of the Master Chief helmet. Oh, the dope! I saw that it was cool, but it was a little pricey, and I was also like I said, short on funds. So I was like, man, Dude, but- there was a split second where I'm when you posted that picture of the Master Chief helmets, I was I was split like literally only lasted for three seconds or so. I was like, I was like, Josh, I'll transfer fifty bucks, buy me one, and then I was like, I don't <laughs> want one that bad. <laughs> yeah, well, I you know then we see the these ones that's from the wicked cool mm-hmm. uh, toy stuff from the from the uh, New York Toy Fair and like. I, I kind of like those ones better. The other ones, like, it's not, not a diss on those. They looked great, but they look more of, like, a Halloween thing, whereas, yeah. like, that one with the lights looks more of a, like, genuine cosplay thing. Like, if I was going to get a Chief helmet, that's I'm going to go big, you know? So Exactly. I want the one from the Wicked Cool. I want to have those lights on so I can so I can wake up in the morning naked, only wearing the helmet, and run around my house in the dark. But booty naked with that Master Chief helmet on? But booty naked! My booty naked. We made it thirty some minutes without singing. <laughs> oh, now it's gonna happen from here on out. Uh, so the same day as that last post, uh, we had some big news, which was from an Xbox Wire article called "What You Can Expect from the Next Generation of Gaming" by Phil Spencer. And this is when Xbox dropped a huge bomb, um, with a lot of uh, of information in terms of uh what to expect, like just specs, console specs and stuff like that. But there were a couple of big takeaways from this. Um, and I'm going to read these off here for you guys who might not have checked it out. And then I'm going to pass it over to you, Brian, for your thoughts. So uh, one of the biggest things was what's called smart delivery. and uh, Which we, we covered on the last episode. We predicted did we? it. Somebody in Discord pointed that out. We said 
on the last episode, what needs to happen is you buy a copy of Halo Infinite on your Xbox One, and it you also have it on Xbox Series X and PC, and that's what's that's what they did with smart delivery. Go ahead, Josh. That's cool. We were clairvoyant. <laughs> Uh, it says this technology empowers you to buy a game once and know that whether you were playing it on the Xbox One or Xbox Series X, that you were getting the right version of the game on whatever Xbox you're playing on. We're making the commitment to use smart delivery on all our exclusive Xbox Game Studio titles, including Halo Infinite, ensuring you only have to purchase a title once in order to play the best available version for whichever Xbox console they choose to play on. This technology is available for all developers and publishers, and they can choose to use it for titles that will release on Xbox One first and come to the Xbox Series X later. Uh, One that comes to mind is Cyberpunk, which would be fantastic if that happens. I'm sure it will. Uh, Another uh, about that regarding Infinite, though, is Xbox Game Pass. They said, in addition to games from across, uh, I'm sorry, across four generations of consoles, our leading game subscription service, Xbox Game Pass, will continue to have our first-party games, like Halo Infinite, included at their launch. We look forward to millions of you experiencing the Xbox Game Pass portfolio and immersing yourselves in a deep library of high-quality games, playing those you love now, and also discovering your next-gen or your next great adventure. So, uh, I feel like the, the the Game Pass one was more or less obvious, but it's still cool to get some confirmation on that. Brian, uh, overall, how do you feel about all that stuff? I think to sum it up, Josh, if you look at what happened with the Xbox One's unveil and launch, mm-hmm. and you look at the Xbox Series X, it is literally the epitome of the phrase night and day. You had the Xbox One come out with the whole NFL, always online connected stuff, and the multimedia TV show stuff, and the command, the, the, the connect that was required. And just you just saw Microsoft fall flat on their face there, and Sony just run wildly take 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 it away man they just they just they started the generation a hundred miles ahead of on a foot in a foot race of microsoft but then you see all the work they've done to 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 build the xbox brand back up you know the xbox one x is a amazing console um and now they they used the award game award show to unveil the series x which was such a cool place to do it probably the coolest place to do it mm-hmm. and they they show it off they're confident about it they don't they they wanted to bring power um to console gamers so they're like we don't care that it doesn't look like an average console it looks like a tower we're announcing it boom here it is they're very confident everything they've said so far has only made this console look better and better and while Sony hasn't necessarily done anything too bad yet, they haven't done much of any job of, of, of making the PS5 look desirable yet because no one knows what it looks like. Nobody knows anything about it. They've came out and said they're not going to say the price of it until Xbox says their price, which makes me – it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it has much confidence behind it. Um, the first time we ever saw the lo- – or we ever heard about PS5 really was when they announced a game for it called Godfall. They didn't actually announce the console first. Um, yeah, well, that part is a bit surreal, but I think the other part actually has to do with the fact, like, supposedly Scuttlebutt is, is that uh, the cost of just hardware, you're just producing it, making it, is, like, very expensive yeah. over at Sony. And, like, they don't want to – it's going to be hard to make up that, you know, and so they want to see what Xbox is going to place as theirs yeah. so they can get it at a competitive level I guess it's still I was, profit. If I was in that – if I was a high – I don't blame them personally. Yeah, but if I was a high business exec, I feel like I wouldn't 
be silly enough to tell the public that we're waiting to hear their price first. I think it's something internally I'd talk about. I wouldn't go, hey, fans, we're waiting for Microsoft to unveil theirs so we can undercut them. That doesn't sound very professional. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I'll eat my words, but I still, as a Sony fan too, I, I just... I'm sure they got a lot of tricks up their sleeve. As soon as this Xbox stuff came out, I saw a lot of people that were just really like, you know, flexing the Xbox muscle, like, oh, you know, just yeah. like Xbox. And it's like, I get it. That stuff, the the specs look fantastic on its own. I think they even mentioned like, and this is something for Halo Infinite we haven't even talked about. They mentioned, I think, 120 uh, frames per second. Um, and I'm sure that's not going to be for every game. And they don't confirm specifically that it's for Halo Infinite, but that's something that they yeah. uh, publicize. And that's a big deal uh, because we've just not ever had something Josh, like that. Josh, let's make our predictions right now so we can reference this episode in the future. I'll start. What do you think the Xbox Series X will cost? And before, $500. Okay, I think $600. Uh, so you say $499? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say $599. My reason being is because two things. One, the amount of power that's being brought with that system. And secondly, all signs point to them having two models at launch. And this, they've already said, is going I've to be... I've heard about that. All, I they they that said this anything. is going to be the most premium model. So if they're able to bring in an Xbox Series X model that's $399, which I believe is the perfect price point for a new console, 400 bucks, then I think they'll have no problems making this one 600 So I'm going to go $599.99. You're going to say four ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, but you that make a very good argument, Brian. I'm sure a lot of people listening would probably agree with you, too. Yeah, I mean, if they only had one console, like if they were only going to bring one, I think 600 suicide because that's what Sony did with PS3. I mean, you can't... Yeah, and that was... Not many people can just shell that out at launch. Um, that's an interesting thing, too. I'm curious to see. Like, I love... Brian and I love both consoles. We both own... Yeah. PS4 Pros and Xbox One Xs. We love them. Uh, I actually I, would say objectively, this generation PlayStation. It's Sony by landslide. Yeah. I love Xbox, but Xbox has done some things better, but it's not been on the game front. And why do you buy these consoles? To play games. So that's obviously the biggest deal. Yep. So I'm hoping, I feel like this coming generation that we're on the cusp of is going to be a big one because you can tell that Xbox, they've they've used this gen to sort of round out all the edges and it, it seems like they're getting ready to unleash all these games we've heard so many rumors about different games in development like fable and stuff like that and i'm ready to see what new ips they also will have you know on outside of halo and stuff like that but sony I'm, i would imagine is gonna still keep bringing the the exclusive stuff so I, i'm just i'm excited to see that i like the competitive nature without the trash talking you know it's, it's yeah it's cool but uh yeah, man, that's that's some crazy stuff. Some crazy stuff. I, I'm happy about it because we talked about it in the last episode, and I was trying to wax about how I can still somehow play Halo Infinite when it, the game becomes available, the yeah. moment, despite maybe not having access to the console. So I'm like, I feel a little bit better because I admit I already have some anxiety about it. So I think what I might do is, like, I don't know if I really want to wait in a line at GameStop or Best Buy. You know, I really don't know. And I, I, I mean... Nobody, nobody like wants to, but I feel better about picking up my console in person than I do ordering it from Amazon. I don't even that know if that's sense. fair. That makes sense because do. you don't know who's handling it, how they're handling it. Yeah. But the same thing, the same argument can be made with how it gets to GameStop. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Like, I'm just saying, like, if I order it off Amazon and I'm waiting and it's doesn't get there until like seven hours after it's actually available for people who wait in line, I can still play the Xbox One version. Yeah. You know, like even though that's for me, like. I want to play the best version. I can still play Halo Infinite. So, I mean, it's either way, I'll be good, you know? Uh, yeah. I'll be good. So, but totally, uh, 
I wish I had I wish I had the ability to what I'd like to do is like buy it on Xbox One X and then go out like have my Series X pre ordered and like buy it on Xbox One X, play it at launch on my Xbox One X, and then like two, three days after the Series X is launched, go pick it up just so I don't have to worry about any of that anxiety stuff. Yeah. But I don't think I'm gonna be able I'm probably just gonna get it the day because I don't know. It's just a it's a it's a big mess when, with those things, but you know it's got to happen. What do you think the uh, let's just let's let's speculate on this? What do you think the odds are that they'll do something completely different with this one and actually release the console maybe a week before that comes out? Zero you know chance, I mean? dude. Zero chance. You think zero chance? There's the, the whole the whole point of having the Halo come out with the console is to give people a reason to go out and you know they have to have that console now. It's because a Halo launched with it, and, and that it, makes it's complete a, sense. It's a history I, thing too, you know. They want to more history. I think that's probably good, what's going to happen. I'm just there's so many different things now than where you know the Xbox One and PS4 generation was, and even the 360 and like PS3 were. Like I remember at the beginning of the the 360 generation, they were teasing wireless controllers and like the f- customized faceplates, and then you get into this one, and it's all the online service, the pre-download games. Like where are we going to be at now in this one? When they start to promote this stuff, yeah, I think I think if it doesn't happen at launch, it's going to happen over the course of the generation. I think before this generation, the generate the new generation, the Series X, PS5 generation, before it ends, I think games are going to start routinely coming out with settings, a settings menu like PC games to change the resolution, the frames, the shadows, the anti-aliasing. I think by the end of this generation, that's gonna it's going to be just like PC. Yeah, I can which, see that. Which will that'll make like one of the big things about the console is that you don't have to mess with any of that. So if they do that, now obviously they're going to have default options, so you don't have to be burdened by that. But if they start to offer all those intricate options, then people are going to be tweaking those, and it's going to be it's going to and plus the thing already looks like a PC tower. It's going to get to the point, and all the Halo games are going to be on PC, so it's going to get to the point where really, and it already is pretty much there. The Xbox is a platform for gaming like Steam. It's The hardware is not what matters as much anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Fair enough. But anyways, Josh, um, how much more Halo news do we have? Because I kind of want to get into some some free balling type stuff here, but how much more we got? Uh, we got a, a little bit, but I'll try to... We'll gloss it skim through it a bit, yeah. yeah. Um, so the... Uh, I like to make this, I think because we're having so many technical difficulties, guys, I'm just being forward with you. We can make this a shorter, sweeter episode. Maybe we'll get you guys a, another episode out quicker than normal to make up for. But it's just really been a tough day, hasn't it, Josh? Yeah, but luckily it's not been it's not been an each other kind of thing. It's just more so no. been technical difficulties. Our internet connect connections are great. Hardware is great. We're just we just can't manage to get this thing locked yeah. down. So yeah. Uh, You've been yeah, frozen so. for about five minutes. <laughs> oh, really? That's yeah. it's a shame. I'm not, I wasn't smiling at that point in time. Like, no, sure. you look like you're drunk, actually. Oh, oh man, and which is funny because I don't drink at all. February 28th, Waypoint. Uh, so yeah, just yesterday, uh, Halo Waypoint posted an MCC development update for February 2020. There's a lot of information in this, guys. I definitely recommend checking it out if you haven't yet. Um, if you're someone uh, who plays on the PC, uh, or at least is just generally into playing heavy uh, Halo Reach a lot, uh, but we're gonna uh, we're gonna go over a couple of small things here, um, and that is um, uh, design update on Halo MCC season. And they said, firstly, I would like to say thank you to everyone who's participating into uh, in providing feedback on our first MCC progression season. We've seen a lot of people talking about it, asking when the next one will begin, and wondering what the future looks like after our initial Halo Reach focus season. 
to help share our plans. We do not have an ETA for when the next season will go live, but it won't be at the time of Halo CE's anniversary's release. Each new title release being added to MCC on PC will not necessarily correspond to a new season or unlocks for that specific game, and some seasons may incorporate multiple game unlocks. The goal for us is to ensure each future season has content that is meaningful of the right variety and includes new elements for each season. We also want to provide more choices in how you can earn both, or I'm sorry, how, in how you can both earn season points and how you can unlock them. As a reminder, there is no end to the ability to unlock content from a previous season. So when a new season rolls out, you are not locked out from earning previous seasonal content. You have not uh, finished unlocking. So a uh, quick just takeaway from that, I think it's, you know, for those that are kind of trying to go through that, get a lot of the armor and stuff like that. It's nice to just know that you're not going to miss out if you completely skip out of playing. Mm-hmm. Like Brian, Brian's someone who, uh, I think he said it before, he just cannot get into multiplayer. He can't get in and play it on MCC and stuff like well, that. It doesn't work. Him. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Right yeah. Which so, I'm not, I mean... I know it works for most people, so I'm not somebody who's complaining about it. I just, for some reason, it won't work. And I, I, it's not my internet or anything like that because I play all my other Xbox games online with other people. We I, play Halo 5 and it works. I play Halo 5. I watch Netflix. You know, no problems. It's just, just yeah. MCC. But it's it's cool to, to it have happen that until the Reach also. patch. What Reach came with it? But. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Uh, also, uh, yeah. Well, I'll just say lastly on that. Uh, that's I just think that's cool. It's it's nice to kind of uh, have a bit more insight as, as to when these seasons may come out. Because um, for me, I probably would have not reading this. I would have had the safe assumption that this stuff was gonna correlate with every individual game that's yeah. released at least at least for the time being. But. Now that that's not the case, it at least makes the uh, waiting easier. And I like, too, that they say uh, they want to make sure each season has content that's meaningful and of the right variety. Because I think about Halo, some of the stuff that was in the, the Halo 5 rec system, and I didn't vibe with it personally, with some stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I like that they want to go for what sounds to be quality over quantity. Very I cool. Don't, I don't know if it's something you're about to cover that you haven't covered already, but the biggest takeaway of interest for me from this new update was that we're getting all of the awesome Unreal Engine 4 customization stuff in for every Halo game in MCC on both console and PC. So when you choose your armor, because you know when the Halo MCC came out, your customization menu was pretty lackluster, pretty poor. It was just a still image of your Spartan. It's crazy how much this game has changed. But now you're going to have this full, awesome Unreal. I mean, to see a Halo 1 Spartan in Unreal Engine 4 on your menu like animated that's so cool like yeah mcc it's weird because he's like this yeah you know, he's got his arms out and stuff it's like i love it but man. uh people who cool. play mcc for the first time let's i'm just gonna jump ahead here because who knows what'll come between now and then but in 2025 if you play mcc for the first time the product's gonna be unrecognizable to what it came out as in 2014 yeah yeah it's a live service in of itself it really is uh, one thing uh, though that was cool for this I, I think you'll be most interested to hear Brian is that at the beginning of this whole Waypoint article they tease a photo uh, of what appear to be uh, pods like cryopods mm-hmm. and uh, that are going to be their upcoming main menu for Halo oh, I didn't see that on PC and Xbox yeah. how did I not see that hmm. yep but uh, they didn't say they just said it's coming soon you know so it's not 
not gonna they don't have an ETA on that yet, but it sounds sounds like it's gonna be coming. And and I say that for those listening because Brian is not as big on the current one. Per- yeah, just personally, I do not like the new menu for MCC at all. Just a, just a personal opinion. It's I, the I don't, golden stuff, right? Like I'm fine with golden, it, but it's the golden and stuff. It's the whole I mean, I get black, it. The whole like black background with like the silhouetted like noble team helmets. I just I I do not care for the design at all. That's not an objective statement. It's just I think it's I get the impression they're just going for some like seasonal backgrounds too. I mean, they've been doing it for a while. So I would love to get to a point, though, where they can just let you like almost like wallpapers, like live wallpapers where you could just have Halo ones yeah. like those that they designed and you could just let it sift through well, them. Dis- you know? Despite all the issues MCC's had in the past, that big update they put out where it fixed MCC's multiplayer for for good, that menu I thought was perfection. I loved it. I, I just never wanted to see it go away, but... I think my Not favorite one was actually the holiday one where it had all the snow. With well, the that, that was a variation of what I'm talking about. Yeah, same I mean, thing, I really but just with the, with the holiday theme. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, moving, on, moving on, they had a double XP event uh, starting uh, yesterday. So they're going to run a double XP event until or from, from Friday yesterday until March uh, on Monday uh, the 9th. So all medals and XP caps will be doubled from their current values in all games modes. Uh, so they said, too, as a reminder, they will be actively monitoring player behavior during this time, idling in methods of harvesting XP in which in ways which can be detrimental to the multiplayer experience will result in bans. So, you know, be wary of that for those of you who might be wanting to capitalize on that. They said also, like previous XP weekends, updated XP values will likely roll out over time on Friday. Um, we'd recommend restarting and reloading the game once the update goes live to expedite the XP bonus flow. That's pretty cool. Um, it seems like this is becoming more of a common thing, which I'm, st- I'm starting to notice. This has probably been a thing for a while and I'm just personally picking up on it now, but this XP stuff seems like almost like an every week kind of thing. If not every other week, if not once a month, like it just seems like at least once a month, there's going to be some kind of XP, yeah. in, which is just it's, just, it's cool. I like that stuff. And, uh, we got a lot of people in the community, um, who play Halo Reach a lot? So I mean, it's that's definitely got to be huge plus. I love, yeah, I, I love it. For I Halo feel so 5. out of the loop. I don't know if it's because I'm like, and I know it seems silly to say because I'm only 27, you're 31, but in a sense, for how early gamers start now, we're kind of older gamers. You know, um, not like old, old, but like old and crotchety. There's kids playing Fortnite aren't even close to the age of 10 yet. Um, so, but Fortnite, I don't. I don't get anything out of progression systems in video games, period. And I, I never have, actually. Um, I like to, like, level up in an RPG, that type of stuff. But as far as, like, uh, progressing with, uh, you know, emblems or, or like, a, or like a, your rank in a game or even in World of Warcraft, I always enjoyed leveling my character. But when you get to the end and your character's max level... Then it all comes down to like item armor progression, raid progression, you know, dungeon progression. I've yeah, just never cared. Big on that type of I've thing. never cared about progression stuff in games. So like I just I like to have fun. So this none of this stuff does anything for me. And that's I know I'm in the minority, but that's just how I am. I get it in one sense, because just like in an RPG fashion, I'm sure most listening to this who play a lot of RPGs will understand too. And it's just when you have the right gear, you feel like you can enjoy the game more. When you when your character looks yeah. cool, when you but have the, like the when I have the, the, is, the difference between something like Skyrim is good armor is objectively good and it stays good and it's usable for. Well, I'm actually speaking more specifically on cosmetics aspects only. But okay, I yeah, know what you're talking saying. about. You're talking quality. about stat focus. If yeah. you go, if you talk about like World of Warcraft, though, they perfectly they purposely designed the game so that for a season, 
a certain set of armor is the best, but then a new season comes out and that armor now sucks and you have to get the new one. So it's this constant progression where you got to keep going. I like, you know, it's like if I go play Fable 1 right now, full bright plate mail is the best and it's going to be the best. And it's not changing. You know, that's how I like it. But yeah, yeah. I get that. Anyways. I get that completely. Um, so moving on. Uh, yeah. Th- so there was a lot of things, a couple of things um, like they had, they announced some new features for Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary on both console and PC. Um, things like forge and uh, theater stuff, uh, some input latency issues. Um, and then uh, they had a, a section about sustaining Halo Reach and Halo MCC overall. Um, now, one thing was what Brian talked about, uh, such as the what well, you said it was Unreal Engine, correct? Yeah, Unreal Engine. 4. Yeah, that um, a big thing for the competitive people. They said uh, they had a no spread uh, update for ranked gameplay. They said earlier this month we flighted Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary and made a request to change from the competitive community. This update will come to players when Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary joins MCC on PC. The change has been added to our Halo Combat Evolved ranked team doubles playlist, which disables the bullet spread on the Magnum and Sniper Rifle. These settings should feel similar to some hardcore Halo CE players. Uh, However, because this is a big change to the playlist and to facilitate players' ability to quickly find matches for testing, we reset the skill ranked in the playlist in the flight. Note that this has no effect on players' rank in the full MCC game on either platform. Um, they said in flights, resets of skill and progression ranks, game saves and stats may occur to test certain content or pipelines. Big deal for the community on there because I've seen a lot of issues just with the, some of the the bullet spread and the uh, I was trying to, the aim assist type stuff, you know, but between reach and stuff like that on there. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, this was something. This was actually a big deal. I did not know about. You're gonna have to tell me you knew about Brian because this was actually the biggest takeaway for me personally. They said in a section called adding all the audio. Um, oh, the classic sounds. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they said one of the top requested features from our community for Halo Combat of All that we wanted to investigate is the following. Classic multiplayer audio is not used in multiplayer. Um, they said we're happy to announce that we are now putting the final polish on bringing the classic Halo CE multiplayer sounds to the Halo CE PC launch. Initial playtest feedback is that players are happy to have the original audio in place, which brings the overall Halo Combat Evolved multiplayer another step closer to the way we all remember it, on the original Xbox. Uh, for those this, who would like to use this right ahead. here, this right here showed me like this cemented to me the level of commitment they have for MCC as a product because this is a request that's really cool and awesome, and I'm glad it's there. But I mean, you actually got the company to put classic sounds back in when the sounds that are there are, are will, will will do just fine. Like that's a huge deal. For those listening, I didn't even know that was a thing. I yeah. did not have any idea. So, I mean, that's super cool to me. But I was none the wiser at the same time. So it kind of blows my mind. Yep. Um, yes, they said, so since being introduced to one of our uh, to one of our partners working on MCC and hearing about what Moore's done, um, they were super uh, super pumped. Well, I cannot speak on this one. <laughs> I'm super pumped to discuss the partnership that 343 Industries has formed with the world-renowned audio post-production studio Formosa Group. One fun detail is that they are not only partnering with us on updating Halo Combat Evolved Anniversaries and Halo Reach's audio, but many other titles in the collection for both Xbox One and PC. Now, the person uh, who's over there is someone you guys might know by the name of Paul Lipson. Brian, do you know who he is? Nope. Okay, he is, he actually used to work, uh, used to be the senior audio director at 343 Industries. So, But however, he's now the senior vice president there. Um so he, just an example, so you guys kind of know just how good these people are. Uh, they've done, they worked on large feature films like Mad Max Free Road, Blade Runner 2049, Deadpool are, 1 and 2. Those are literally two of my favorite films of all time. Yeah. John Wick, 
um, uh, to series like Game of Thrones, Family Guy, Better Call Saul, video game franchises like Last of Us Part Two, Call of Duty, Breath of the Wild, God of Very War, impressive. and Halo. Yes, so definitely, definitely a good group of people to be partnering with. Um, and yeah, so he worked at three for three industries and, uh, also was at the central media team with the Xbox game Studios. So, uh, he was asked, uh, there's just a couple snippets I took away from this. Um, he was asked how has development work been going on the MCC? He said, development is going well, considering the size, scope and depth of the MCC. We're working diligently to upgrade the audio profile of all titles. And it is a large coordinated effort from content experts, coders, producers, and franchise leads to make it happen. The code side requires a heavy focus as we advance the experiences to PC. We want fans to feel the same joy as the original release of the games and feel good about the optimization and fidelity gains available to us today. Fixing bugs is never easy, but we are confident on how things should sound and appreciate the feedback and insight from the the community of Halo Faithful. He said each title presents challenges, and we have some exciting things to roll out now and in the near future that will certainly delight fans. We are taking all the community feedback seriously and engaging point by point on the areas we know we can improve. One challenge is to present both the original audio content and the new anniversary content side by side and in an organic way that gives players the option they crave. Bringing back original sound options to multiplayer sessions has been a high priority, and we are thrilled to be delivering that back to the community. Uh, it goes on to say, and Brian, feel free to cut in at any point. It says, uh, they asked him, in terms of the process used of new codexes, uh, for- formats and such, what liberties have been taken to preserve the audio quality from Halo Combat Evolved to make it sound as close to, if not exactly as it did in the original game released nearly 20 years ago? He said, we have needed a very detailed strategy to preserve and advance these landmark titles to our new platforms. We are looking at thousands and thousands of sounds that all have iconic status. So we have an almost forensic approach to the audio archives. A few key details involve the original sound source content in its legacy AIF file format. We cleaned up some of the older files and brought them forward to an optimized .wav source format. We also have advanced the underlying plumbing and audio code architecture to modern audio engine solutions that interface efficiently with the overall updated code base. The end result are a cleaner and tighter legacy experience in a side-by-side anniversary update that takes advantage of our modern hardware. Some of these sounds are over 20 years old now, so this work is equal parts preservation and equal parts pure gameplay goodness for fans. Very cool. Uh, A couple last things about that. They said, I think it's time to get into a question that the community really wants to know more about. Halo, I'm going to read this in a a different accent now. Halo Reach Audio has been a hot topic since its release in the MCC. People within the studio are prized to what's going on, but what's been the team's focus in restoring it, having it sound like the original audio, mate? He said, Reach has some uh, challenging technical hurdles, the foremost being the update and transfer of the audio signal path and processing scheme from the original release on 360. Since the underlying hardware architecture of 360 is fundamentally different than our current Xbox One and PC platforms, our first eternal pass involved an approximation of the PowerPC audio code and DSP. We need to push farther. And so we have a special announcement. He said, we're pleased to uh, reveal a renewed partnership with WAVS. I think it's WAVS. I'm going to be WAVS Audio. The leading audio DSP plugin manufacturer who provided the original DSP plugins used in the original Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST, and Halo Reach releases. Uh, Waves Audio is working hard with our teams to recompile and update their world-famous audio plugins to reserve the exact audio profile we know and love. It is a commendable effort from our Microsoft team and partners, and we are excited to extend this level of detail and commitment to preserving the original experiences in their purest form. 
So that's pretty much on that. Again, if you guys want to check out that, it's a huge article on Halo Waypoint. It's probably one of their biggest updates they've had in a while. Uh, very cool. And Brian, what do you think about that? I mean, that just really goes to show, I feel like, the depth and commitment they have for that. Yeah, they're they're very transparent with their fans. And I think that what they're doing is super important, super good. And I think there's a lot of people that really appreciate those kind of posts. But man, that whole article bored me to tears. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw it posted before we did the podcast, and I just mm-hmm. skimmed through it. I barely read any of it because I just, I just don't care. I really that's don't. That's fair. Care. You know what, though? I get it. I mean, hey, I don't even know what DSP means, man. But I can, I know that's obviously a big deal to a lot of people, and it, like especially people like Terrace. I mean, who really, that's really care about that core foundation. Like, this, is, this, I mean, this is for Terrace. Just because, just because for like you, it might be boring. Or for me, I might not even know what this or that means. There's people out there that obviously care a great deal about this stuff, and so it's worth, you know. Yeah, no, it's a good. I think they should continue doing it. I just, I know for me, that doesn't really do much for me but yeah what i think of you when it comes to halo i just think like you just won't play the game you know what i mean if it works i mean yeah yeah pretty much satisfied but that's good though that's good though uh it it makes it simple it's like it's like back when the game launched and it worked for you and you're like seems fine to me i'm over there fuming with smoke coming out of my ears ready to just shatter glass with my with my anger Oh, man. I'm so glad it's in the state it's at now. So cool. But, uh, yeah, Brian, take us into the Reach mission, New Alexandria. Mm, totally forgot about that. Ooh. Da, 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 da. My least favorite mission in Halo Reach. Um, yeah, you did say that on the last one. Why I mean, is that, Brian? Because Watch you're it. mostly flying through a dark city in a, in a, in a vehicle that I don't enjoy driving. Um, you're familiar with what I'm talking about, right, Josh? I mean, you just played this as well. Yeah. No, I know exactly um, what you're talking about. I'm just... I'm listening to you while I'm gyrating. Yeah, well, at the beginning, you kind of talk with Carter about George and what just happened. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a somber beginning. It's a dark mission. You start off driving the Falcon and flying around the city, and you have to stop at different points um, to what, – what are we stopping at different points for? I can't remember what we're doing, honestly. There's just some people at times that need help, you know, and you're kind of like – I don't know. People. Uh, the cool thing I'll mention, <laughs> I, I really just, the mission You're like, just, don't care. Don't enjoy it. This mission doesn't really do much for me. It's got a couple cool things. One, if you take this a certain path, you can encounter Buck from ODST. Mm-hmm. Um, and he shows up a bit, which is really cool as that continuity. Yeah. Which um, I knew about, but I actually didn't, I didn't exp- uh, experience that. One of the coolest Easter eggs, if not the coolest Easter egg in all of Halo in this is that you can find a certain building that's got a club called Club Herrera, which is based off of Claude Herrera, who runs the HBO Halo forum. Um, and you walk in there and there's a bunch of brutes like DJing and dancing uh, mm-hmm. at like a club. I went um, there. You did? I had a good time. Yeah, I had a very good did time. Did you melee the DJ in the back? No, I danced with him. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair that's too. Fun. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. You kind of, you know, you fly around, go to different places. You fight. You got to fight brutes. You got to fight jetpack elites. Um, you know, it's there's really no bad mission in Halo Reach, but this mission I just always kind of dread to play. I, I don't like flying the Falcon. Do you like flying the Falcon, Josh? It was fun. You know what I was actually going to say about that is when I played it before in all my playthroughs, I did not really have a, too much of a good time with this mission. No. But this time I, I went through it in like a breeze. I think I died maybe once. Yeah. Uh, and that was it. And it was just simple. Like I actually, I had fun for the first At time. At the end of the mission, you've got to kind of like, there's like, correct me if I'm wrong, there's like a bunch of like uh, phantoms around that building that you're trying to land in at the very end of the mm-hmm. mission. You got to take those out. And um, I think one of my favorite things about the mission is just how it ends and, and the 
the cutscene following, which I don't know if this, I think it would count as this mission. I don't know if the cutscene counts as the start of the next mission, but I think it's mostly counts as the end of this one. But you're just kind of up in this tower in New Alexandria, and that's when Kat says to, I think it's to Carter, she's like, um, you know, how are we doing? And it's like, you know how this war has been going. She's like, I'm not asking if we're losing. I'm asking if we've lost. She's like, I know we've been losing for a long time, but are we, are we, uh, have we lost yet? Um, and uh, dialogue is so good in that game. Yeah, they did a very good job of making Reach your typical like military, dreary kind of Saving Private Ryan almost version of Halo. Um, but yeah, I don't have a lot to say about this mission. Um, I would wager there's people that like it plenty more than I do. Zero but out I don't of think ten, Brian. Favorite. Zero out of ten. What are you going to give it? Um. Well, I can't remember how we were. Got a number in my head. I can't remember how we were ranking these, but if it goes off, if if I'm ranking it as fun missions in Halo, probably a four out of ten. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to say two. No. (laughs) Four is good. I mean, the only two in Halo. I don't think there is. Four is almost halfway. There's no two. Four is almost halfway. Let me me put it this way the mission Cortana from Halo 3, where you just fight Flood and got to go through Flood infestation, it is known as one of, if not the worst mission in all of Halo. I enjoy it more than New Alexandria because the narrative and the structure of that level's progression is much more enticing to me than New Alexandria. So, I didn't mind that Cortana level the first time I played it, even the second time. But I remember friends who were just trying to go through that stuff on Legendary and stuff. That oh, it's just, rough. Yeah. There's, there's like, there's like these like flood that like shoot out little quick needles or whatever. Yep. And they kill that. you so freaking quick. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what do you give it out of 10, Josh? I'd say that one's probably a, a 4 or 5. Four yeah. Or five. Uh, like, I obviously enjoyed it more, definitely, I could tell. But, I yeah. mean, I still feel like it's just – I think the issue with it is that you're, you're – it's another one of those just like uh, Long Solace and, or Long Night of Solace where you're like you're, – you're, there's parts where you are sort of on foot. There's parts where you're flying. There's parts where you're on foot. And it just kind of goes back and back and you know it's just it's jumping back and forth and it kind of like breaks this sort of yeah. rhythm. I think I honestly I don't, I don't understand. I'm saying this objectively because I do enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, I don't understand why, but I just don't get me wrong. I I, feel like I need to preface this every single time, but like I think Reach Halo Reach is a stellar game. It's one of my favorite games of all time. It's Halo. It's great, but I just feel like I like it so much less now than I used to. I don't know what's happening. You know, they always say like, you know, your taste buds change as you get older. I think it's that same type of deal. We get more critical for sure. Yeah, when when Halo Reach came out, I thought it was mind blowing. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was like my second favorite Halo. I loved it back in 2010, but nowadays it's like it's pretty far down. Like it's pretty far down there. I I enjoy the whole trilogy and ODST more. And while I would put Reach above five still, just because of how much better I think the campaign is. Then fives. Um, I, I'm starting to think I might like Halo Four more than Reach, which, you know, there's a time where I would have thought that was heresy. That's what I was gonna say. Is you know what? To be fair, man, to bounce it out. I mean, that's what we really need to do. Is because for you, it's like just because Reach has sort of gone down a bit. You know, you got to remember some of these other games have now gone up. Yeah, in their I own mean, way, not not to, not in any associative yeah. way, but they've just on their own. Well, here's so, here's here's the things that I changed. hold against Halo Reach. Here's the things I hold against it. Um, it introduced the 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 inconsistent multiplayer with the armor abilities. Even though I don't mind Sprint at all, it introduced that controversy to Halo, which is still a thing. It has an aesthetic design that doesn't match anything else in all of Halo. It um, doesn't 
work with the Halo novel, Fall of Reach, at really well at all. And the I actually fall, spoke about that in the car ride home. And the Fall of Reach novel is far, far superior from a story story wise than Halo Reach the game. Um, so ultimately, it just doesn't like Reach doesn't. And once again, I'm saying all this thinking that it is a nine out of ten game, thinking that Halo Reach is a phenomenal game. I'm saying this, but it just doesn't fit very well with the universe at all. It just the story's quite simple. It doesn't blend well with the book. It 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 butchers events that happen in the book. It aesthetically doesn't match. It introduces really weird armor abilities. Um, yeah, I, I think the firefight's worse than ODST, which I think that's a pretty hot take. I think most people would say I'm wrong about that, which is fine. Uh, I just think that, for me, what made Firefight great in ODST was it's you're weak, you have limited supplies and lives, um, see how long you can survive. And then Reach was very much, this is Arcady, you're a Spartan, you have unlimited ammo, um, you know, just have fun. And for me, it was more like, I like the whole Horde Gears of War style, so... Um, Reach is a fantastic game. It's got a huge suite of options, great campaign, um, really fun multiplayer, great customization. You know, ultimately, I have mostly good things to say about it. But in time, it's just there's a there's a part of me that likes five more, and five has a really bad for me a really poor story, and five's campaign is not as enjoyable as Reach's. But five's uh, aesthetic, five's mobility, five's multiplayer. It's better. So yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, yeah. I, I think my my rankings have have changed through the years, and I mean, I I'm still enjoying it just as much as I think I ever have. But at the same time, I feel like um, going through this level by level is helping me kind of like get a bit more analytical. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. There's a there's a charm that's sort of lost when you're not just marathoning through it, and when you're just sort of taking when you're just literally sort of like having that tunnel vision. You know, when you're doing a mission at a time, it's, it's just you're going to get like I'll put it this way. I guarantee you that you that's playing it now level by level, you know, thinking back on some of this stuff is your the opinion you have now would be completely different than the opinion you'd have if you actually did a marathon. If you and me sat down and co-op this thing all the way through, I'd be like, dang, Josh, isn't Reach so good? That was awesome. And that'd be yeah, it. it would it would end up highlighting the aspect yeah. of you that loves it more than it would. It's just it's just because let, we're let me ask you this, jo- though, Josh, and and. I'm asking you on the spot. I'm not giving you much time to think about it. So whatever your opinion is, I'm not going to hold you to it as concrete. Like you can change your mind later. But what well, the face you just made. I know. It's like uh, <laughs> if, if this video does get posted, then that's going to be like, whoa, Brian is also doubling as a pig. Um, which Halo game of the mainline series? So one, two, three, four, five, Reach and ODST. Which one would you say sticks out the most like a sore thumb? Like if you're telling someone to play through all of these. ODST. Really? Mm-hmm. Whoa. I okay. I would. I simple. It's the only one you don't play as a Spartan. In. Well, I would say by the very nature of it using the exact same engine graphics, aesthetic as three, I would not say that's the case. Oh, okay. Well, let me ask you this: Why were you asking that? Like, did you have a specific answer in mind? Yeah, mine. Is like, like, did you have an agenda with that question? Well, I. I mean, I, I was accepting of any answer. I'm still accepting of ODST as an answer. I'm accepting of any answer you have, but, um, I guess. I guess the way I was looking at it is like, okay, here's yeah, here's the agenda I had. If I play Halo 1, 2, 3, 3 ODST, 4, and 5, they all have this kind of mainline feel and this kind of similar aesthetic. Now, I know people are going to be like, the Halo 4 aesthetic was way different than five or than 3. You're right. You're totally right. But, like, they all have this very, like, sci-fi, 
with military blend feel like I feel like they all blend together. I feel like Reach sticks out like a sore thumb with its with its aesthetics, with its style, and it's it's very grounded and military and gritty. The only way I feel like Halo Reach sticks out is that it's the most serious. The only yeah. I'd say, in fact, the only real serious Bungie era game. But I actually think in terms of tone, Halo Reach is more tonally consistent with Halo Four and Five. Reach is consistent with four and five. Tonally. Hmm. Because of the series, it just has a more serious militaristic sci-fi feel. I can see that. I'm not... It doesn't have the sci-fi like uh, maybe it's not the right term, but I, it doesn't have the sort of loosey goosey sci-fi. It doesn't have the Starship Troopers vibe kind of going for it, like the bungee ones. Yeah. So did. Uh, here's how I would put it: like Halo One feels like Alien or Aliens, the movie. Sure. Um, Halo Five, Halo Four and Five seems like more way out there sci-fi to me, like. Star Trek or Star Wars. Okay. And then Reach feels to me like he could almost pull off being real, like Saving Private Ryan. It's just a few things that make it a little too far out. But most, for the most part, you know, it just it feels like, a, I don't know, kind of like District 9, I guess. I don't know. Fair enough. But no. anyways, Josh, I want to go over a couple, two topics I have we could just kind of chat about. And then after those, would you want to move into... Or questions and some business and stuff. Absolutely. I feel like we'll have this be a short... I love those. I want to say this is a short and sweet episode, but with all the episodes, it's not that sweet. It's more like a short and sour. Um, oh, it's not sour. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I really do. This, I, I'm salty. They will, Brian. I'm salty because of the two hours we spent before we even hit the record button, all the video issues, all the issues we had. I'm salty you gotta about have it. faith, the faith, the faith. The. But Brian! I think, uh, I think we need to get... Our next episode needs to be juicy. And I also got a couple guests in mind. Well, I'm always juicy. A couple guests in mind. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know where I want to take that. I probably shouldn't take it any further. Um, but uh, a couple guests I want to have on the show in mind. Uh, that'd be cool. Uh, but lots of good stuff coming Heck up. Yeah. Uh, anyways, here's the two Heck topics yeah, I want to go with. Josh, first okay. of all, I want to ask you personally, what is your favorite lore thing from Halo just going off the games? And I know I just put you in the spot, so you got to think about it. No, no, no. Yeah. It's not. No, no, no. Don't, I actually... Don't include the book. I used to think... Yeah. I used to think... Well, I guess, like, story-wise, I really loved the whole twist and combat involved with the Flood. Like, just seeing how that came in okay. the story. Learning about the Halo Ring. But I think as time's gone on, that whole story um, about the formation of, the like, the Flood and everything, just, just basically the whole Forerunner trilogy of books. Okay, well, that. I said games only. But oh oh my bad my bad I'll my bad no 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 for, that's, also give no, no, no. me a game one yeah yeah okay that's that's the that's that's right yeah because that blew my mind by the way if you ever want to hear Brian really rant hard on some more stuff go back to episode two in our archives that was I mean that that is I mean that's it's it's cool and sad that like some of the sweetest lore ever is that Greg Bear trilogy like everyone who's into the Halo lore talks about that it is so good so much lore so my favorite my my favorite story. Or you know, part, part your of your favorite aspect of the lore, lore that's displayed in one of the in in the games, like I'll, let me give you mine first, so you can kind of have a better idea. From playing the games, oh, I get it. I mean, I just go ahead though. Okay, from playing the games, my favorite lore thing is probably a. It's mostly comes from Halo Two. It's a mixture of the best way I could put it is the Covenant believing in a religion that doesn't exist. And falling and falling for the fake lies, and and seeing the seeing what happens to the covenant when it's discovered that it's not true. So so basically, in Halo Two, 
the Great Schism, where the, the elites and arbiters start to realize. I get that. I was actually kind of leading more toward that, just on a slightly different note, is in the Halo 2 anniversary uh, terminals, you know, with the... Uh, heretic leader. Yeah, the heretic leader. And just learning that backstory is he kind of like, he knows, yeah. you know, and, and everything like that. And he's trying to sort of spread the word and like, it really, like if you if you do take away all the outside lore knowledge and stuff like that, that's really your kind of like biggest uh, insight into the fact that this was all a big like yeah one it also makes manipulation you, you play halo 2 you're like holy crap i am the bad guy when i fight yeah exactly so i mean it really helps you reappreciate that level too but um but yeah i think that's really cool because it's like just kind of knowing that like the, they were all more or less manipulated into this service yeah. you know i mean it's just it's it's kind of sad in a way but it's also like holy crap well, and, the, and what makes what that that's predicated on the fact that they believe in you know the ancient it's it's these ancient rings and technology that has is that because th- there's a story behind these ancient rings and technology, which is the forerunners, but the covenant have made a religion out of it that's false. So it's it's a combination of the false religion and the forerunners these these mysterious things, which are now have been explained better, but they're still mysterious. So yeah, uh, no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, it's there's so many different good takeaways from that, but I also love because I love the flood stuff. I love just like. Learn like when I got on the Halo ring, I honestly just thought it was basically like a slice of Earth, you know, in a sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I when I first playing through it as a kid, I'm like, this is just like it's got aspects to it, like yeah. an actual planet, but it's not a planet. What is it? And you know, you hear the 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 cave is not a natural formation. Well, when I'm playing it for the first time, I'm not thinking anything of yeah. it. Yeah, I'm just I'm soaking it up as I'm going through it. And then you get to the flood, and you learn like that the flood are the people that have actually been inhabiting this this ring mm-hmm. and you learn why and it's like it's kind of mind-blowing and then you realize this is just one ring you know yeah like, i remember by the end of halo like i said this before too off air but i always thought at the end of halo one that every halo game following was going to be you taking out all the rings and destroying them. i mean i thought like that too kid, kid logic well, <laughs> my buddy <laughs> kyle told me when i was younger he's like there's going to be seven halo games because there's seven halo rings i'm like oh yeah, yeah. okay of course you know yeah. but we're about to get our sixth you know mainline halo but it's not didn't play out that way not in the same way um but uh yeah dude you know the thing the the flood lore like everybody knows this now who's looked into you know the deep behind the scenes stuff but when they made halo one they didn't know what the flood were they thought it might be a covenant bioweapon for all they knew it was something that Mm -hmm. was not but now at this point in time the fact that the lore the lore of it is is that the the foreigners and the humans and covenant, everyone, all these species, all these planets were created by the kind of the gods of the Halo universe, the precursors, which were these sentient beings that didn't have a, a almost didn't really have a physical look or presence, and they created everything, and they um, they were betrayed by their own creation, which was the forerunners, and that they they ended up becoming the flood, which is there as as a monument to all your sins, as the grave mind says, as a way to make the forerunners have to deal with what they did by betraying their own masters and like all that lore is just so freaking cool man and it's just it makes the flood even you know in, in the beginning you're just like oh these are like zombie creatures that i hate and i've got to kill and now you know there's some real lore behind it there um so yeah that's 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 definitely cool uh, the next thing i was going to ask josh is land parties man um we're about to have one less than a month here it's going to be super dope. Um, what to, uh, first question I'll ask you, what is what is the if you had to bring it down to one simple aspect. I feel like you're going to want to 
and I don't blame you. I feel like you're going to want to ramble on about all the great things about I'm going to try to keep it tight because I want to save that for for its own episode. But yes, continue. What What is the one central aspect about LAN parties you like the most? Sense of community. Okay. It's a good way to put it. It's kind of kind of a widespread thing, but yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's everyone being in that same room physically. Yeah, that's what it is for me. Uh, it doesn't matter which game we're playing. It doesn't matter what food we have, what setup we have. It's the fact that we're all enjoying it, with, enjoying it with that physical presence. And I know playing online with a big party of people is really cool too. But just being able to look over at that guy's face as you melee him in the back or steal the flag and score and just see him like, what? Or like, dude, I got you, bro. Like, just see that stuff is so – and it's awesome too. You know, at my parties, we always have music playing and there's food and soda and it's just this – I don't know. Just seeing everyone come together and just celebrate the excitement that is playing, you know, something you all yeah. passionate about. No, that's definitely what I mean. I mean, it's, it's going over there knowing – you know, in life as we get older, it's just even even in general, you're supposed to not eat like crap. Yeah. When you go to these land parties, the, the goal, the intention is that you're going to eat like crap. Yep. You know, you're going to eat a lot of pizza probably. You're going to drink a lot of soda. Well, and you're going to be – It's an you're excuse be- to say, hey, my day, I know that this is not the most important thing in life. I know that I shouldn't eat crappy. I know that I shouldn't spend 12 hours straight playing video games. I know I have responsibilities, bills to pay, work. But guess what? This day is dedicated to doing just that yeah i'd even say i'd even say to extension it's like where you feel like you know i know this is not the most important thing in life for that day it is for this day you get to live under the illusion you get to live under the illusion at least for me when i do this stuff that this is from here on out even though i know this is a one-time thing i don't go in i don't go into it thinking this is six hours i go into it thinking we're gonna do this again soon you know uh and i'm not naive to it it's just i i I have that much fun and i know i'm gonna have fun you go into it like like brian said it's so much fun sitting there. I literally had Creighton sit next to me when I saw you and Kyle on coagulation going across that, yeah. that ridge. And I looked at I, – I had the rockets and I looked at Creighton sitting next to me and I just pointed at the screen. I went, watch this very confidently and I shot the rocket. And I see you guys just trudge, just trudging along up there and like you guys just completely <laughs> eat it. And then Creighton com- like just bust up laughing and you can hear us laughing. And it's this sort of like – the thing I like about it is it's like the most kind – form of trash talking like at oh, any land party i've been to outside of like high school stuff and it's different when you're young i don't ever stupid. get mad but like no one ever gets mad there's trash talking but it's like this loving kind it's like you want it it's part of it and what i know? love is me and kyle are always on a team and we both knowingly admit we suck so we're just talking about how trash we are and how garbage we are we're like oh sweet only went negative <laughs> <laughs> 13 yeah. that's way better than last game when we went negative 26 yeah, uh, it's fun. It's funny seeing what comes out of that stuff. Yeah. It really, really is. Like I, it's it's the sense of getting there with your with your friends, knowing you're all excited for this one core thing. You know that you're going to be playing Halo, and it's just like you've said before. People move their schedules aside to yeah. make this kind of thing happen. And it's on, so on it's that day, we've deal. told everyone. We told our friends, family, whatever, your wife, your kids. Hey, this day isn't for you. This day is for Halo. You know, if your wife says, I, I need you, no, you don't. Not today. Today's Halo. You take care of it. Yeah, it's like we're, we're Marines and we're shipping off to war. 
uh, in, in battlegrounds all across the galaxy yeah. because, I mean, it's really what it feels like. You're saying goodbye, like, I'm going to be away for six hours uh, locked in this room with all these dudes, and it's going to be smelly. There's going to be a lot of pizza and soda, a lot of burping and belching yep. and, and standing around talking. Dude, when getting, I, and, and I love the organic conversations oh, yeah. that come out of it too, but go ahead. And I usually do a would you rather. I usually got to throw a would you rather. Oh, you, like, when, when Brian, would you guys rather? <laughs> Brian gets to this point. I've said this before, but let me just – I really need to just – Get a give a sense of uh, a clear definition on on this this part of Brian. Brian can very easily tap out. Brian's not someone who is into the competitive nature. He will play that stuff and have fun. Yeah, uh, two hours he, deep, dog going. Yeah, Dude, I need to get so wacky. the competitive part taps out and brian taps into this hyper side it's literally like there's two sides of brian and the competitive side is like yo i'm subbing out and the the goofy side's like yeah. all right i'm in and it's funny because one example being when we played last saturday brian is right away he's like i'm sorry guys i'm not feeling i'm not feeling competitive multiplayer he went zero kills and one in one match and everything like that and we go into grip ball okay and look, right away let me say something though because you don't know this what he was about to say is that I got so bored I started making flatulent sounds with my mouth. But I actually, that's not what, that's actually not what, he doesn't know this, that's actually not what happened. We were playing and I was just minding my own business and I went with my lips and everybody starts dying laughing. And then I realized that people thought I made a flatulent sound and they started. They thought you fought it, Brian. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to be not so crass. And they thought I made that sound, so Press. and they started laughing. So I just waited till it got quiet, and then like we'd be playing riff ball, and I randomly go, <laughs> I just make some horrible sound just to get everyone laughing. And then I was like laughing hysterically, and then Creighton was crying, and I was crying, and yeah, we couldn't focus at all. But basically, when we when we're at land parties and stuff, dude, I'm asking questions like I'm asking ridiculous questions. I'm like, okay, guys, so if we were playing right now, and Trump came in the room. And he said he wanted to play us. Who would be on his team? And then everyone gets like going, I don't want to be on his team. Or I'd be on Trump's team. Or, or then somebody in the back would go, I'd be on his team because we'd be huge. You know? So it's just yeah. stupid stuff like that. Well, yeah. And I was just going to backpedal a bit and just say that, no, 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 you're good. You're good. It's just what's funny about that is this Brian gets to the point where he's starting to make these sounds with his mouth. The first one makes me die. I'm like, who farted into their mic? Okay. And then Brian right away is like, you thought I did? I didn't do that. You know, he's just making sounds. And then Creighton is dying. Like, I hear Creighton crying. And he's like, <laughs> you know, it's like his laugh. I love his laugh, dude. It's so funny. When you make him laugh, there's this, like, brotherly connection I get to hear, and it's amazing. But on the other half, Justin is like, come on, guys. Let's try to do this. Justin is slowly dying in real life, in like, inside. He's slowly dying inside. Because he wants to as, be serious. As, whereas Creighton, on the other half of the spectrum, is dying of laughter. And Brian is in the middle. Just perpetuating just, all of it. Perpetuating all of it. Meanwhile, I'm over laughing. And then the other 50% of me is also like, okay, I do want to win this. I want to win one match before we go. So <laughs> Brian, gets to these, Brian gets to these points where he taps out. And it just hilarity and I love watching Justin get. die inside, too. Because what do do? <laughs> like, like, all right, guys, guys, I'm going to go up the left side. You cover him here. You go ahead. Okay, you get him. And then he, and then right as he gets some talking, I go... And then Creighton just starts dying laughing, and you can feel it's such a dying. jerk thing, though. Like, because I'm, 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 like I said, I'm 100, I'm 50 50 on each side. Like, I find it hilarious, and I'm, I can't help 
but laughed. But then the other part of me is like, I do want to win a match, but I don't mind how we win it. Like, I don't mind. If we got to get there tooting along the entire way, that's fine. But it was so funny. I'll have to rein it in. It's, it's so... If we do a community oh, thing. Oh, no, 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 no. If we do a community I'm... thing with people from the Discord and we play all together, oh, I'll have to bring on. that competitive side of me. because I'm. They're going to want you to be yourself, Brian. In fact, if you guys are listening now, want Brian to be himself, let them know at Brian's Bane. But seriously, dude, I love that stuff, and, I, and it's so funny. Long story short, guys, it's great seeing Brian just will create in conversations and, and, and uh, it's interesting seeing the organic stuff that comes out of that. Like he said, like a Trump thing, suddenly that can lead into a conversation about that. Or he could ask about a movie, you know, and, and or a certain character, or would you rather do this or that or eat this food for a week or vomit this food for a month, you know? And it's just, it's funny how the questions go these weird routes, but they all manifest out of playing Halo, being in the same room. Uh, it's amazing. I mean, I do it at work too every day, dude. Like every time I get to work, there's a point in the day where somebody goes, Brian, you got any questions for us? Because everyone's bored at work and they just want to, they want to talk about it. You know, I'll say something ridiculous. I'll be like, I'll be like, I'll be like, like there's a guy I work with named Pat. I'll be like, hey, Pat, here's the question. He's like, okay, Brian, I'm ready for it. What is it? I'm like, okay, here it is. For $95,000. He goes, $95,000. Okay. I'm like, you can't wear socks for the rest of your life. He goes, oh, hmm. He's like, man, 95, that's a lot of money. You know, I could probably go without, but he's like, uh, and I'm like, but dude, do you really want to do it? Because you're going to be 70. You still can't wear socks. He's like, oh, man, you know. He's like, you know, if you'd said a little bit more money, maybe I'd have done it, but nah, you know. And then you get somebody in the other room and goes, oh, are you kidding me? I do it for 5,000. You know, you always get, and then everybody, and everybody starts getting this conversation. And then suddenly, now I've started to back out of the conversation. Suddenly, you see the people that you got started having their own conversation, and then somebody's like, "Well, how about this? How about for a hundred thousand, no shoes?" And you know, and then it just keeps going, going, going. You know, that part really gets me. No shoes. And it's great, yeah. You know, and people just get going, and then I'm just like, I'm back out of it, and before you know it, everyone's having a good time, and it's just based off. And then every now and then, you get that one guy who says, "Brian, where do you always have to ask these stupid questions." <laughs> Yeah, and I'll be like, dude, but uh, the thing is, I'll be like, because look, dude, look, like everyone was bored, and like, and you just see. Here's what I love doing, dude, and I, I even do it on like a lower level. Like, I'll be walking through the because I work in a hospital. I'll be walking through the hospital, and there'll be a couple nurses sitting there, and they're at their desk, and you can tell, you can tell they just can't wait to get off. And I'll come in there, and I'll go, hey, I had a question for you guys, and they can immediately tell by my voice that I'm not going to ask them something business related. It's something different, and I go. If you guys could only watch one movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? And you start to see each of their faces light up and go, oh, you know, I, mm, you know. And one girl goes, oh, I'd definitely be, uh, you know, that one with Rebel Wilson. Like, oh, that one wasn't very good. Uh, oh, mine's for sure. Uh, it's got to be The Notebook. Oh, Ryan Gosling, he was so hot in that. Oh, and then you can see, like. That was a good movie. They start to smile <laughs> and they start, you can feel life come back into them because I just took the time to ask them a question that was unrelated to work. And it, it, they're happy and it brings me joy to see that. Now, every now and then. It won't go that way. I don't know if I've told this before on the podcast, but one time I was waiting in line for the midnight premiere of Batman versus Superman. Matthew will be happy I'm talking about this because of Batman. Matthew release Southfield. the Snyder Cut. Uh, yes, hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Seriously, though. Even though yeah. I'm not a DC fan, but uh, still, hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Waiting in line to see Batman versus Superman, and there was a, a sheriff that was hired for that night because there was a lot of people, like a cop. Um, to just you know, make sure nobody does any shenanigans. And he's walking down the line, and I genuinely, I'm not trying to be mean. I just think, I, gen- I look at this guy, I think, this, co- this officer looks like Tom Hanks. And Tom Hanks is a good-looking dude. So I said, I want to go ahead and tell him. So he walks by me, and I say, hey, officer, has anyone ever told you 
you look like Tom Hanks. He turns to me, looks me dead in the eye with a straight deadpan face, then turns away and keeps walking and says nothing. And I feel like a complete imbecile. Sometimes it goes like that. But I don't know. You got to roll with the law. I'm smiling. I'm smiling. I, 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 don't know. <laughs> okay, I just told you you look audio. like Tom Hanks. Why are you? Why do you ignore me? You know, some people just aren't ready for the BS, Josh. They just aren't ready. Yeah, I get it. Well, Tom oh, Hanks is like like a Mr. Rogers of acting. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, that's a good comment. Nice. Now, if I said, hey, did anyone ever tell you you look like Gary Busey? <laughs> then I can understand. Because <laughs> then it's a dick move. You know? But you know what, Brian? I, I, that's a big part of it, too. Like, for all intents and purposes, I'm sure people enjoy listening to me and stuff like that. But for the most part, people are going to enjoy listening to you, dude, because the whole reason we started this, too, was because of that. Like, I just – people get pulled into your conversations. They're stimulating for me to listen to. I will get pulled into a conversation with you, we and we'll have it. Though, we'll go back. We do. Oh, I appreciate that, Your conversation that, man, but I'm just, and my conversation, when you mix them in a vial, it makes, like, the best-tasting – Soda ever drink? I don't yeah. know. I couldn't think of where I was going with that. Cocktail. Very, I was going to say, very but pertinent, yeah. potent, potent. I think that's what I'm looking for. Very potent alcohol. So it is. Well, I appreciate that, but I'm I'm not. I, I'm, I I'm, just, I'm just trying to say like, ooh, ooh, ta 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 ta. <laughs> oh, we're gonna need to tell that story sometime. Anyway, yeah, dude, Brian, you're just so good with that stuff, though, man. I should tell it seriously. Right Even now. to this day, it hasn't changed one bit. Like whether I've been with you in your your house or whether I've been hanging out with you and when you were living with your parents still, and like or or just when I was out there getting to see you get married and stuff like that. It's just like any point in time. Even from the, you guys got to know, first day we met, first thing Brian does after introducing himself to me is proceeds to ask me what my favorite movie is. My favorite film was The Goonies. So then he gets into this long conversation while we're both working together. And well, Brian and not, I not hit it off right jo- Not to mention, Josh, I, we're not going to go into the details, but Josh had a reason before meeting me to suspect that I was an a-hole. Yes, that's true. And I, and we'll, did, yeah, we'll cover that yeah, another time. Yeah. But, yeah. but I managed and, to convince him that I was a decent enough person and we had good conversation. Uh, Brian told me right away I left work that night and I was just like that dude is actually really cool and like I want to talk to first him. First thing we talked about was like video game wise was Skyrim and Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary because they were both coming out later that year. The the best way I can describe it I'm sure you guys feel this way just listening to Brian a lot but the best way I can describe it is like I'm an introvert and as much as I love being around people and genuinely like people sometimes I get, I get exhausted from them and I need to go do solo stuff for a while to sort of recharge my batteries. But when I talk to Brian I don't have that issue, and it's like my batteries are. are he, he's recharging them just by talking or listening to them. So it's just a this really. We cool need to play the the recharging shield sound from Halo. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's so cool. Let me let me tell that story though, because just because I think sure. it's funny. Now, okay, yeah. guys, I'm just gonna give you a fair warning, and I'm not. Gonna be, Brian was Brian was right all along though about this. I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be loud about it, but because the story to tell the story, I have to you use, make it sound like you're going to crack. Wild. Well, I have to use the F bomb at the very end. I'm going to say it lightly oh, just yeah. because it's part of the story. Unfortunately. Okay. I can't remember, but yeah, um, take us. But there. so take me back. The reason Josh and I do the, oh, da, 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 is because I used to work at a warehouse and there was this heavy set guy named Ray. And every time I would come to work because see, I lived with my parents at the time. My mom would make really good dinners every night. And every time I would come to work, Ray would ask me, what'd your mom cook for dinner last night? And we had this back and forth, this weird back and forth where I would, I would, I would list every item off separately from the meal. So I'd start off with something small. I'd go like, well, well, Ray, last night she made rolls. And he'd go, oh, oh. I'd say she made corn. And he'd go, oh, yeah, ooh, corn. I'd say she made mashed potatoes. He'd go, ooh, ta, 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 ta. 
and then and so he, he's he's just you know he's almost it's almost like he's getting something out of this you know and then i go and then to top it off she made some some uh some grilled pork chops and he go oh fuck <laughs> Like he would just be so into what we had for a meal. At it was hilarious. It happened every day, five days a week. He'd ask me, "Oh, baked potato." So when we do that, we're referencing Ray. Shout out to Ray out there. Oh God. So yeah, that's a funny story. The end part is what gets me. But Josh, it sounds so wrong. Yeah, Brian. Are you ready for uh, now? I'm going to mention the patron just because it ties into this question. I'm going to tell. Sure. We have so I'll make this quick, guys. I I, I know the business can be annoying here all the time, but for, uh, we have a, a Patreon and we have three options. We do. It's real simple. We have three options out there. We have Sacred for one dollar, and you get a shout out on the podcast. Sacred, mega sacred. Can't do it as good as Josh, but I tried. No, uh, you did good. <laughs> um, so that's one dollar. You get a shout out on the podcast. You can support us that way. We have the Sacred Insider, which is Sacred Insider. Uh, it's a, it's almost not like Kim Possible. What you did there it was like Kim Possible. No, no, that's not Kim Possible. Wait, no, I was thinking of that's so Raven. That's so Raven. You Kim Possible. Call me, beat me if you want to reach me, bro. Oh, okay. Call me, beat me, Sacred Insider. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, Secret okay. Secret Insider. I cringe a little. Yeah, it's that's awful. I'm done. Um, <laughs> good, Secret Insider, five dollars a month, and you get a shout out on the show. You get to be in our private Discord where we, Josh and I, go back and forth over all of our plans for the show. We we yeah. uh, we outline the episodes before they're done. You get that's to fun. you get to have that behind the scenes there. Yeah. Um, right now we got two people in that. We got Abu and Trevor. Abu. Um, but and then we have the ten dollar. Uh, which is sacred icon tier, and you get everything from the prior tiers. But sacred once every three months, if you're in the sacred icon tier, you get to be on the show with Josh and I, whole episode with you as a guest. So uh, the reason I brought that up right now, guys, is because we have one in our sacred icon ten dollar tier, which is Abu. Abu. He's putting food on the table. Putting food on the table. Yes, he is. Abu's putting food in. It's delish. All right, Josh, I'm going to give you a beat. You give me the song. You ready? Just, the, all you need, the song. You want me to, okay. The song, all it has to be is about Abu supporting us. You can take it any which way you want. Let me, that's where I'm wait, I'll get the beat going and then you start. Okay. I'll get it going. Bring it in. Yo, I said Abu is cool. He's new to school. <laughs> I got nothing, man. I got okay. nothing. Hey. I can't rap. I just, I only sound like Alanis Morissette and that's it. I like, I like, you remember when you, I'm, I don't know. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it, but you remember when I get in the car and I'd always make, I'm not, I always sing that song and be like, yo, my life, uh, uh. And I can't even say it without cussing. I'm not going <laughs> to say it. do it on the spot. But no, I would, I would be on the spot, but it was like Little Wayne. He cusses a lot, though. I'm not going to do it, but, but he'd be like, we're good boys here. Yeah. You know, but anyways, sorry guys. Anyways, Boo, he gets to ask a question and, uh, He'll be on the show soon enough here because he's in that $10 yeah. tier. But, guys, if you want to support us on the Patreon, we're at uh, patreon.com slash secreticonhalo. But just listening, just uh, leaving us a good review, you know, interact on the Twitter, the Discord, um, that's helpful enough. And, by the way, since I'm mentioning Discord, 
we're we've got a lot of people in there recently. Um, a lot of people didn't know this, but the Discord's open for everyone. We have that private channel for the Secret Insiders, but the main Discord's open for everyone. We have like I think we're approaching a hundred people in there, and uh, a lot of good conversation. We talk about anything. If you want to join, that link is at the top of our Twitter page. Um, if you for some reason can't find that link, you can just message us. We'll make sure you get into the Discord. Uh, come join us, guys. So, anyways, the question from Abu is, and hopefully I read it properly. Um, what do you think would be good, if not perfect, what would be a good, if not perfect, ecosystem for Halo? And he says, for me, a gaming platform which you log in and play all the Halo games and more, just like MCC, but expanded and with regular updates. More dedicated servers to countries outside US and Europe, having a big esports scene with worldwide events and teams, more dedicated lore content, developing the universe both ways and being more like a sci-fi focused thing. So I'm going to kind of restructure that because, and I, I could get it wrong. I could get you wrong, Abu. I'm sorry if I do. What I think you're kind of asking is a good ecosystem for Halo. And here's what I take away from that. So he, when he mentions things like, um, let's see, he mentions having dedicated lore content and developing the universe and stuff. It makes me think, and he mentions, you know, like MCC, here's what I think would be really cool. And because of Abu, I just got this idea now. Tell me what you think. They are updating MCC like a live service. They're adding games. They're adding new features. You, one day we're probably going to get Halo 5 in MCC. I'm sure that's coming someday. And we've talked about how there used to be the Halo Waypoint app on the 360, and now we have Halo Channel, and we've talked about how Halo Channel isn't doing too hot. It's not that great. What if they just, since MCC is a live service, why don't they incorporate all the Halo Channel stuff into MCC? Why don't they have a tab on the main menu of MCC it just naturally launches in the UI of MCC where they they have like videos, Vidocs, lore bits, lore videos, terminals. Like have all of that be built into MCC and have MCC be that central hub for Halo. Like you've already got all the games there, all the multiplayer, all the Forge. Just have the channel stuff built into MCC. What do you think, Josh? Do you think that'd be a good idea or do you have any other ideas for it? I think it'd be a good idea. I think it's just a matter of execution. Like is that something that's really possible? Well, I mean, why would it? Have I mean, to... it's possible. It's just how much work is it, right? Maybe that's too much work. I don't work. know. I mean, I don't know. I think it could be a lot. It's hard to say. But I love the idea, and I get it. I mean, I'm not a big fan of live services, personally. Me neither. But, but MCC's become that regardless. And I get it, you know, especially to other countries outside of the States and, and Europe and stuff like that. Like, there needs to be more accessibility and stuff like that, because sometimes there just isn't. Yeah. And we know, know Google really... is outside the States, so that... Exactly. And, and, and as... as guys that live in the states it's something we kind of take for granted sometimes if we were gamers living in a country that just didn't have as much support that's gonna be so frustrating especially in a world uh, where gaming is so digital based like if you don't have an internet connection or at least even a good one you're sol yeah. you know it's like living out in the the boonies out here josh country, the, you know? the camera just got wonky for you you look like a minecraft character i actually can't even tell you have a face anymore oh it's back nice i hope it freezes on me smile um yeah, so before we get into our final Q&A, let me give a shout-out to our patrons here. Uh, make sure we give them their proper due. Yeah. So our $1 patrons, uh, sacred patrons, we have... Sacred. The Shipleys. You might remember them from a prior guest episode. I love them. They're great. They're awesome. I freaking love They're them. The, to me, they are the epitome of a Halo couple. Like, they are the Halo couple to me. Like, if they had to have on Halo Waypoint, like, a couples in Halo, they should be the first one featured. It is Kirsty and Jordan Shipley. They're at my top. Thanks for supporting us, guys. 
Um, we also yes. have Marcus, who goes by Glass, uh, supporting us with that sacred tier. Marcus! Um, Thank you so much. Thanks so much. We have our buddy Matthew Salvatore, who has been here since the patrons started, continually supporting us. We thank you so much. That handsome SOB, man. I love that dude so much. Every time I see his name now, and I'm so used to seeing the the DC stuff... Matthew Salvatore, like the name has become synonymous with like Batman lore. Like, you know how there's like Jason Todd and all these other characters. For me, all I know, like as well as I know, Matthew Salvatore is a name that exists within the canon. Well, you know what? It's just synonymous with DC for me now. For me, that's plus it sounds cool. I mean, that is really cool. And it was cool. Oh, there it is. I just got, uh, I just got tingled. But for me, what Matthew Salvatore has always symbolized, because there's a famous writer with the last name, or R.A. Salvatore. So I, when I think of Matthew Salvatore, I just picture him like with a robe and a pipe writing giant, like straight fire novels. <laughs> like there's just all these novels written by Matthew Salvatore. And for some reason, he's, he, he pities us enough. It's to be like, mm, yes. Yeah. Yes, let me take another crack at my pipe. Um, it's just only Sean Connery now. And then our last $1 patron in the sacred tier is Dust Storm from Podtacular. You Dust guys, Storm. I'm sure you guys know about Podtacular. They've been around forever. Um, great podcast over there. Check them out. Thank you, Dust, for the support. Yeah, thanks so much, man. Then we have one. It means a lot, actually, really having you in there. We have one sacred insider supporter of the $5 tier. We have new new patron Trevor Polkey. Um, who is, he said that he listens to our podcast on, uh, th- he works third shift. Josh knows all about that. I know about that from the past, but Josh still working third shift. I know about that um, life. So he's, he said he's trying to get on that halo hype and he, uh, he liked the podcast. So he, he's a sacred insider now. He, uh, he didn't have a question this week, but he can ask a question every week. Thank you for that support, Trevor. Yeah, dude, uh, someone who works their shift and it leans on podcasts to kind of get them through the, those those hours sometimes. That means so much that you listen to us, dude. Thank I, feel, you. I get and, that. And, as well as the Patreon. Yeah. And then our big dog coming in that $10 tier sacred icon, we have a boo. Putting food on the plate. Putting food on the plate. Food on the plate. Food on the plate. We got fruit, we got veggies, we got meat, we got it on this like a straight buffet. Thank you so much, Abu. My nipples are hard. That's uh that we're due. We're up. To, we got six patrons now. I remember a time where we didn't have a patron section because there was no patrons to support. But <laughs> they keep bringing it in, man. Thank you so much, guys. It means so much. It, and and the more, like, I gotta be honest. Like having you guys as patrons, that's what like made us want to get on this video content. Which I'm not sure if you guys are gonna see it or not. If you see it, it's not the greatest quality. But at least we <laughs> put it out there, and we will work to find a way to do this. Better. You know what? If you guys go back and you listen to our first episode, the audio, audio quality oh, is yeah. just Are, poo. You, it's poo compared to now. We're going to keep man. improving over time regardless exactly. of whether or not we have patron support. But when we have patron support like you guys, it shows us that we want – that you guys want more content from us. And yes, we're gonna try and to that's where it. we get to put that kind of – those donations into is, is, is providing exactly. and actually the and, and, and with more quality. Just a little FYI, the, the, the money we spend monthly to make this thing run is way more than we even have on Patreon. So it's, it's a passion project for us. It's not about the money. And Josh and I have talked about this before on the behind the scenes where we're like we should mention the patreon less because we feel like we mentioned it way too much and now i've been talking about it for a solid you know eight minutes so i apologize for that guys so we're gonna move in but we do want to express our gratitude yeah. guys uh, obviously you, gotta give you guys that. a shout out because you're helping us man you're helping us so yeah. much it means so much it's, it really does it, it in the community mean. at large not even our just our patrons you know the way they've come, come around us on, on twitter and in the discord we got so many awesome people in the community thank you so much um so my heart. i'm gonna go into the q a and our question was, 
I, I posted a short video of the behind-the-scenes Halo 2 documentary where there was a giant land party at Claude Herrera, who we mentioned previously in the episode, uh, his house. He had like two 16-player land parties going on his house at the same time. Can't imagine the dude's electric bill. Looked freaking sweet. But my question was, what goes hand-in-hand with Halo better than the almighty land party? When you experience one of these events, you know it's one of those places you never want to leave. TVs, Xboxes, friends, and all the Mountain Dew you can muster. What do you love about Halo land parties the most? Josh and I... It always is Mountain Dew. Oh, it's gotta be. That is always... I'm Whoa, whoa! I just about... Don't you go dying on me there, Brian. Hey, if the video goes live, people will see that. I just had like a... Yeah, it's a fumble. Um, But anyways, um, I have to say I have Mountain Dew right here. You know, Mountain Dew Zero. Zero Um, for the land parties. But anyway, is that Mountain Dew way behind you as well? If you look, if you turn around, you're right from the previous (laughs) night. It is. Um, So first response I have is from this guy. Just came into our uh, Discord. It is Spartan Shatter. Yep. Pretty simple reply, but it's very true. All the yelling and the food. Gotta have that at a land Absolutely, party. Absolutely, man. It's like what you want Thanksgiving to be. You know, Pretty with much. family. Like <laughs> Yeah. You know, politics, just straight Halo. Yeah. I mean you just have the, the like the fun yelling. It's fun yelling and you have all the food. Usually than like usually why don't you have a boyfriend yet, Karen? Or yeah. actually I shouldn't use Karen. Karen's like the the, the terrible angry manager. Like, Taryn's like the Karen's like the angry mom who comes in wanting a return and she can't get it. And then she's like, I'm gonna speak to the manager. Basically. Sweetie, um, we have when we do our when we do our part our land parties, we usually have Little Caesars pizza because it's cheap and it's good. Ooh. And then, ooh, da, 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 da. and then my little brother Noah, who almost never gets a shout out, first shout out here for Noah. Um, he always makes this really great. He makes this really good dip. Um, he ooh. brings ooh, ooh. oh man, I just can't believe it. Um, and then we usually have some like checks make stuff and tons of soda. Oh fuck. <laughs> Oh, there it is. Jeez. Man, we gotta start sen- we're gonna have to censor the show now, you know that. Um next it's reply, so good though. Next reply is from Hungry Bear from the Halo Respawn podcast, friend of the show. Yeah. Hoping to do a guest episode with them shortly. Um great dude. He says Absolutely. This one hits home for me. I used to host land parties on the regular. It was even down. I was even done for my bachelor party. I wish I had done that for my bachelor party. I didn't have a bachelor party. That's for a future story. Um, Halo Land is my favorite part of Halo. There's nothing like it. Anyone who had a Land party can agree. It always felt... It was... My bad. It's always a great experience. Never dull. All capital letters. I love me some Land. Yes, dude. Now, I'm a campaign guy. I'm a story guy. But when it comes to multiplayer, Land is my first and foremost favorite way to experience Halo. You can ask Josh. He knows I'm not a multiplayer guy, but I get excited for Land. Like I am a multiplayer guy. I love LAN parties. I just love hosting no. them too. I love being the guy who brought people together for that. Yeah, it's such a rewarding feeling, dude. I mean, lugging over your consoles, your TVs, getting everything set up, and people are just there with the same mentality. Yeah, man. everybody's it, there it just, for that. It's just so cool. Where we're in a point in our lives when it's like everyone's got different jobs, different ships, married, not married, kids, blah blah blah. You know, uh, for living in different parts of the world and stuff like that. You manage you know to come together the most. And I can say this on the podcast because no, the person who did this is not listening. But this has happened at least two times in my life. But once recently, you come to the Halo Land party and you start playing a different game. That's a crime against humanity. Dragon Age. 
Let me start playing Dragon Age. I'm like, yo. Was I there for that? No, you were not. Thank the Lord. You don't come to a Halo Land party and play Dragon Age. <laughs> but anyways, huh. mostly good. Yeah, no. That's interesting. When you, come to, when you come to a Land party that's designed around Halo, you generally play Halo. I'm one of those people that when you come to a party, I want you to have a good time. I don't want to be the person who's bossy, but like it's a Halo Land party. Come on. You can't play Dragon Age. I was going to say, in my experience, aside from like if you excuse all the high school crap, like... Everyone's going there with the same mindset to play yeah. Halo, and you usually that's your the schedule case. to make it happen. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Like it, it goes without saying. It's not something. I think I just happened to invite one person that year who didn't care about Halo, and they came, and then that's what happened. Oh. But our next oh, response is from MH Cosplay, awesome dude. He's very active yeah. in our Discord. Um, yeah, you got to see his ODST cosplay <clears throat> stuff. It's amazing. Um, he says, the laughs, the excitement, the trash talking. Most of all, somehow controllers going flying. It was the most fun I ever had playing real competitive games. It is truest, amazing, and more of a rush than live. Not to mention switch teams and trying to keep that team memories. Um, yeah, it is more of a rush than live, dude. When I've got that flag and I'm running to capture it, and I just know that I'm in the same room as the people trying to stop me, I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> I was just like trying to get there. Yeah. Um, it's like taking, if you take the whole like dynamic online and actually just imagine being able to hear everyone at once, including the other team, that's what it's like being in that room, you know? And it's like, yeah. you literally like, if you're someone carrying, carrying the flag, you hear the opposing team. That's like, someone stop them. Yeah. You know? And then this person's like, oh, I died. Who's like, you know, everyone. Like, yeah, and, then, exactly. and then I'm over here like, and then you score. Then, and then it's like game over. And you're like, yeah, yeah. And you yeah the big yell. Oh, it's great, God. dude. Totally. The the perfect word, rush. The rush you get. Yeah. Uh, he, Why do drugs when I can get high off? Exactly. Exactly. This is where someone go, but if you do drugs and that at the same time, it's even better, bruh. <laughs> but, nah. No. Not for me. Me and, me and Josh are sober. Mostly. Mostly our whole lives have been sober. There was I had an eight months that was very rough there, Josh. Actually... I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys I'm not gonna tell you the story because I'm gonna let you guys hear that this story exists so that you can want to hear it on a future episode. The most oh you're gonna hit him with the sizzle. the most angry Josh has ever been at me was from my eight months of drinking, and it's because I did something very um, dis uh, disrespectful works, but there's a better word for it. Um, I put Josh in a position because I was I was in a, I was in a rough spot, but we'll leave that for the future. But you're not that person anymore. No. And you know well, what? I wasn't really. Just, I was going through a phase. I wasn't a different person. Yeah, but I was, was going a, through a phase. It's not a phase, mom. Yeah. No, but it, I, it was. I hate grilled cheese. Let's go to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's okay. in the future. Though. Would you agree though? That's probably the most angriest you've been ever been at me. That's gotta be. Yeah. It's not too too much. I think we've ever been. At no, probably. But that was that was definitely a moment where I was yeah. for sure. And it's and I agree. It was a fair. It was a fair time. It's not like I think Josh, you're acting ridiculous. I'm like, no. When I got out of the car, I'm not going to tell the whole story. But when I got out of the car, I looked at Josh from this moment. I'll tell you a story. Maybe I'll tell it in the Discord. Give you guys a little reason. Get on that Discord hype where I tell the story. But I got out of the car and I looked over at Josh and I'm like, you know what, dude? I know you're really mad at me right now, and I know nothing I can say right now is going to make you not mad at me. And that's fair because I deserve it, but I genuinely didn't mean to upset you. And I'll talk to you when we feel when, when you're in a better mood. And Josh is like, "All right, man." And I got out. <laughs> so I knew, I knew. Yeah, I said something else, but, but yeah, 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 I mean, but yeah, we'll tell that story either on another episode or in the Discord. But our last response <laughs> is from Ian, Ian at Big Dog Mills. 
awesome dude. What's up, Ian? Yeah. Uh, he says, I love the community getting together and enjoying Halo in its purest form. It's always special every single time. I like that he said purest form. You know what, dude? Halo got big multiplayer-wise from people bringing their big CRT TVs, you know, that they get from Late Night Gaming's house because he doesn't carry HD TVs. Um, <laughs> throw that out there. Um <laughs> Halo multiplayer got big from people bringing all their big TVs and Xboxes over and having those Halo Combat Evolved LAN parties, dude. It wasn't always live. And I think the purest form of Halo multiplayer is playing in the same room together. And, I, I mean, let's be honest. If all of us could press a button and and play in the same room a lot, well, except for introverts, and I totally understand that. But a lot of us would be like, if we could just press a button and be in the same room playing Halo together, that's how we'd want to do it. Like live, is, It's couch co-op, but like yeah, couch multiplayer. Exactly. That's live is a great way to do that because we can't do that. But if we can get together and play together, man, that is the way to do it. And I cannot wait for our land party. Yeah. Uh, dude, I'm excited. And I think the biggest thing, too, that we actually didn't mention is just uh, a sense of escapism. That's oh, yeah. really cool. I mean, even when I, I was like in to high school, there was... I like to forget Dude, there's been all times, my worries in life. That's what I do. I just there's been so many off. times. It's, it's another great thing about Brian. There's been times I've maybe had a issue, uh, you know, I was going through something in a relationship I was in, or maybe I was just in a depressed mood or just a time, or or maybe I was just stressed about work. You know, whatever thing I might have had going on, I could go over to Brian's, we play Halo, um, and it's just gone, and I leave just feeling renewed because it's fun. You're around people who are in a good mood. No, that's the thing is it's just positive energy. You know, it's positive energy and it's people who want to be around you. You want to be around them. When a person leaves, it's like, no, because then it's like the beginning of the end. Yeah, the Jenga blocks are starting to fall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's just, there's so much to it. It's an episode in of itself for sure. Man, Josh is such a good guy. You know, I don't know why that can't. Well, thank you. Because you just said you go through some, you know, I remember like trying to bring Josh up when he's going through like a breakup, some hard moments or whatnot. And you know what's funny? Josh is such a good guy that even if he dates somebody who... I'm not saying that they are or are not, but if, if Josh dated someone that was horrible to him, he would still only say positive things about them. So what I'm going to do, and this is like a follow-up to my hit me up with the sound of, I'm going to say, Josh, since you won't say anything bad about exes because you're such a stand-up dude and I don't know why you're not married yet, I want you to right now make a super petty small complaint about an ex. You don't even have to use their name. Just something stupid, like not even a real thing, like, oh, I hate the, hate the way she uses spoons. Give me something petty just for fun. They never played Halo. Ooh, dude, I I said something petty, not something like next level. <laughs> oh, gee, there you go. Never mind, guys. He just went ahead and revealed but you the know worst what, though? possible thing about his ex. Right there. You know what, though? The other side of the coin is they did play other games. So that was cool. Okay. Always, 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 always a pro and a con. So. Consolation prize. You're so nice it's to you, though, Brian. It's a consolation. No, that wasn't as good. Let me let me see. I can do that better. No way. Do I want to hit that high note like a Linus Morissette, or do I want to hit lower? Do I want to be like a metal dude? Like, yes! I tried to do that. It didn't <laughs> work. Someone said, I, someone said I sound like uh, Chris Pratt and uh, off of uh, Guardians, and I was like, wow, I can see that. By the way, someone was cosplaying as as that as a uh, Star-Lord, and I was like, man, I really want to do that next time. I genuinely want to pull that off, dude. But uh, yeah. It's a consolation. Mm, and on that note, oh, guys, that was so good. That was so beautiful. Let's let's Man. let's let's end it on that serenade. Let's, yeah, guys, let's it, mix it up here. Josh, you always take okay. it out. Take us out. Yeah, I'm gonna take it out. Take me out, Brian. Yeah, I'm gonna take you out, and you're gonna end us with that. Keep us sacred. Okay. 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 Guys, let's do it. We thank you for joining us on this extremely extremely thank rough you. recording today. 
We had so many issues, and man, I've been, you know, this is a two-hour episode, but I've been sitting here for four trying to get this thing to work, so I'm ready to go get me some pizza. But anyways, guys, Ooh. if you want to email us or send us anything, we, we haven't pitched this in a while, I think we forget, sacrediconhalo at gmail.com, send us some email, you know, send us uh, anything you want on there, uh, appropriate. And uh, we also have a website, sacrediconhalo.com. Um, we post a lot of stuff on our Twitter. That's where we interact with people the most. Though it's quickly becoming it's quickly becoming Discord, but Twitter also. Um, we're uh, twitter.com slash sacrediconhalo. If you want to hit up Josh, he is at Jovial Joshy, and I am at Brian's Bane. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. This has been a tough one, but I think we managed to have a pretty decent episode and have a lot of fun here. We will see you on the next episode of the Sacred Icon Halo podcast or show. If you are watching this on video, we'll see. Peace, guys. Keep it sacred.